The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. If you're a sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended, then turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my Ghost Squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 238. Today's date is Tuesday, April 19th, 2022. We are live, as always, on YouTube and over on Facebook. So if you're out there in the live chat, go ahead and say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you are interested in making a comment, asking a question, make sure you tag myself or someone else in the panel, and we'll make sure as long as they're relatively similar to what we're talking about we'll get those questions asked if you want to call or text in yes you can call and text into the show utilize the ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends rod and shelly gates at aegis gun care that phone number is 530-364-4678 it is scrolling right down below if you're a veteran really anybody but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole you're in the darkness and you're looking for that light Call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I sure as hell could probably be a decent ear to listen to and, and maybe help you through some stuff. If you are looking for someone that can get you towards medical advice, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. There are a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are more than happy to help you. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, I implore you, please, please, please utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, the Veteran Crisis Hotline. Veterans, press the number one. We are always spotlighting the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Please check out all the great podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. Let me take this off of my ugly mug. And we have a very special guest tonight. We have Spencer, who's a fellow jarhead, crayon eater, whatever you want to call us, uh, from Trailblazer Firearms. Before we kind of get going into that, let's uh, say hello to Spencer. What's going on, man? You hear me okay? Hey, Trey. Yeah, I got you good. How's it going? It's going great. So, uh, you know, the... The history of the company is a cool one. Some amazing, innovative products that we will get into and all of that. Before we do, um, we always on Thursday, Saturday, and Monday mornings at 10 a.m. over to our community tab on YouTube, we put out our polls. So um, everybody uh, has fun with them. We like to have some fun with them. So before we get going, we always go through our polls and we're waiting for Leprechaun to show up because I like to make fun of him. But, you know, the diva has to be late, but he's really late tonight. He's trying to make an entrance. So when he gets here, everybody give him shit for. Um, huh? OK, uh, give him shit for wasting all of our time. So uh, the first poll we had, obviously, this past weekend was Easter. So the first poll was five days ago. It's got six hundred and eighty six votes at this time. It says, aside from church, 
What's your favorite Easter tradition? Is it an Easter egg hunt, Easter lunch or brunch or whatever? Painting your Easter eggs, taking picture with the Easter bunny or other. So I'm going to ask Spencer, um, aside from church, of those choices, do you have a favorite Easter tradition either now or when you were growing up? Man, I would say uh, growing up, I think it was the painting Easter eggs. You used to get the little kit, you know, and you can dunk them in the oh, yeah. ink and dime and everything. But um, oh, yeah. now that I have kids, man, it's the Easter egg hunt because Absolutely. they go crazy for that. So and, and it's it's fun for us as parents. My daughter's almost twenty five, so I don't do that anymore. But oh, back I'm almost then, twenty five. <laughs> I just got to, uh, I'm just kidding. I'm older than that, but <laughs> yeah, but shut up. <laughs> that makes me feel old as hell. I I got a text from Clover, and he says running late. No shit. Yeah. No shit. We didn't know. Uh, but for me, yeah, it was when she was young, like child like maybe five and under three and under it was definitely the dying the painting of the easter eggs but for me i had fun and my wife i think had fun as well with easter egg hunting is hiding them trying to get creative uh, of where to hide them And, and i think one or two years we like numbered them like one through 20 or whatever and so that we knew how many were out there. Yeah. <laughs> and so we sure always kind of knew if we, if we found them all and all that. So that was yeah. always fun. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I have, a, I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old, and they did their first one this year. And it was so fun just going around with them, pointing at them, because, you know, they're not that good at finding them at that age. But right, it, it was fun to help them out. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and like I said, for me, the more fun was hiding them and seeing, you know, yeah. you want to make oh, it yeah. tough. But you want to make them able to find them, but you want to have a little fun with it as well. And, and that's uh, right. Yeah. So so far, fifty-one um, percent of the votes said Easter lunch or brunch. Twenty-seven percent said the Easter egg hunt. Painting Easter eggs got ten percent. Other got nine percent, and taking pictures with the bunny is two percent. So of the other, um. A lot of them was just more not necessarily the lunch, more like the dinner or just spending time with the families. Um, yeah. A lot of people mentioned the 50% off Easter candy the next day is the best part. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, and obviously the, the, the religious side of Easter came up, but um, you know, but yeah, it was um, people, a lot of people said Easter range. They, a lot of, I guess people go, a lot of families may take that, for, especially for, if you live in like a cold weather place, Easter might be kind of warming up that first range yeah. day as a family. So that's kind of cool. That's I never true. thought about that. Yeah, that's so I, I don't think true. I usually go to the range on Easter. That's cool. What in the it's different when you have kids, you know. So my wife, I'm not sure what this is. My wife oh. just said this came in the mail. Crayons class pack. Oh, it's this a might, lifetime supply of snacks. Might dude. be a joke, maybe from someone. I'll have to look into this after we get off air, but um, that's a large box of crayons. So if someone's out there and sent that to me, thank you. Um, Rarlin, I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of cool. So I'll have to look at that when the show gets over. I thought it was her. I said, there's a big old box of that's awesome. uh, something from Amazon. And Man, at what point do uh, people start sending you stuff in the mail? You know? It's happened from a long time ago. It's been happening, like I said, a lot of the stuff back here, a lot of these signs and all that. The crayons are from 
from friends of mine and viewers and all that. So it's kind of cool. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah interesting. Yeah. So the second one, <clears throat> this was released Saturday. It's got 1.1 thousand votes. What's your favorite Easter candy? Now it's hard because there's a lot of great ones out there, but I've put four and then I always pluck an other so people can, you know, do that. Uh, chocolate Easter bunny, jelly beans, Cadbury eggs, Reese's eggs, or other. Man, out of those choices. Well, you can put the other and say whatever it is, you know. Yeah, I mean, for me, this the only candy I ate this past Easter was jelly beans, to be honest, because that's all we put in for the little kids. But, I mean, I just like regular Reese's cups, you know? So Reese's right. eggs, I, that's probably an egg-shaped Reese's cup, right? Yeah, uh, I, they are, yeah. And dude, by far, those are leading. That's at 46% So the Reese's eggs. Yeah. My favorite are the Cadbury eggs. Uh, that's in second place at 21%. Jelly beans and the chocolate Easter bunny are at 14%. Other is five percent, and the vast majority. And I don't, I don't know what these are, um, but the vast majority um, of the others said Peeps. Have you ever heard of Peeps? Oh yeah, I yeah. I almost, I almost brought up Peeps just as a joke because it's kind of a meme candy. But I mean, I don't yeah, care. I, I, I guess I mean I might know what they are if I saw it, but the the name Peeps doesn't like. I think they're people. like duckling shaped marshmallows in multiple colors right i know exactly what you're talking about i'm not a huge marshmallow guy that's probably why it's not a bit i know but i know exactly what they're like they're yeah. pink and yellows and yep. all sorts and they're like i know exactly what you're talking about yep um so there is someone that i saw out here the comment section is not a fan of peeps <laughs> Yeah, um, peeps are Mr. F and H did not hold anything back. Jeff over at Gear reports that peeps are trash. Peeps are disgusting. TJ says he's eating jelly beans right now, which he should be on here because he has a link. TJ from Gear Report. Don't know why he's not. Um, he said his internet's weird, but you can jump on your phone if you want, bro. If you want, I'm just saying. Uh, real quick, uh, <clears throat> super chat, $2 super chat for a mandatory carry people. We know that we, we appreciate you. Man, he says, and keep fighting for $2. Appreciate you, brother. We do not ask, nor do we <clears throat> expect super chats, but all of our super chats go to sending care packages to our troops down range. So, um, we've been doing that for about a year and a half now. We've been able to send, Man, we've raised almost two thousand dollars, and they say that the average care package costs about fifteen dollars. So we spent well over a hundred care packages downrange. So that's pretty cool. Man, Someone's can I, just, saying, can I comment yeah. on that real quick? Yeah, man, go for it. So uh, a lot of the people who work around here are vets, and mm. one of our our most recent one of our most recent hires, not the most recent, but one of them is a really good friend of mine who spent 2019 and 20 in Afghanistan. He's a captain mm -hmm. in the 82nd airborne. He was a, uh, a, uh, what's the word? I don't know what the army calls it, but, uh, he was a platoon leader over there. Saw some okay. combat, you know, fighting the Taliban. So anyway, I love that with the care packages. That's awesome. And yeah. another one of my very best childhood friends is a, uh, in army SF and he's headed overseas soon. Yeah. 
So I really appreciate it's, it's, that. It's, oh yeah, we we've, we've right been doing that me, since yeah. like Thanksgiving of twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. Yeah. I don't know. It's been a while. That's um, awesome. And I and I remember because. Um, someone had asked me one time in a chat, Hey, how do we send care packages? And I talk about, I send care packages all the time through this, uh, yep. different, through different organizations that are DOD approved. Um, and they take care of the packaging, they take care of shipping and all that. And it's just yep. donations. And I remember when I was overseas, I spent a couple Thanksgivings and a Christmas overseas and, you know, people don't, and you well know, people don't realize that, you know, when we're over there, time kind of, time kind of freezes. We do our, we're on our routine every day to try to make time go by faster, but we don't realize is back home, time doesn't stop. Everything happens, but then they also forget that they're with family and friends for the holidays and they don't realize, not saying it's bad over there because they try to make it as, as nice for us as they can with good meals and different things. Um, USO stuff, but it's not the same as being home. So we started this a while ago and it just kind of just, we just never stopped. I was like, okay, this is, this is a good thing where it's going to yeah. send, send money and, and, and send them over there. Cause I know, I remember when I used to get stuff from home and family and friends, man, it was like the best day to open up a care package. And awesome. um, so it's what it is. So we've been doing that for a while. Uh, our last, yeah, it, it, it's pretty cool. Our last question is a knife thing, and and Spencer will talk about you and, and knives if you're a knife guy or not. But oh yeah, said, what's your favorite knife blade? And their choices were a drop point, a tanto, a clip point, one cliff, or other. Um, what's your favorite blade style? If you, ha if I'm you gonna have, have to, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Well, I show my ignorance a little bit. I'm not exactly sure what a clip point is, but I would say okay. drop point would be my favorite and so a drop points yeah that's yeah, drop point kind yeah. of your standard round profile skinning knife yeah. edc knife yeah. yeah um yeah i go drop point for sure i've never been into the tonto blades I really just, i mean they look cool but i just don't love that corner so i'm know? trying to i'm going to pull this up just so let me share my screen just so you can have an idea of what a clip point and as soon as i, I show this you're gonna be like oh okay i know I'm what sure that I'll is. i just don't it, know yeah. the name of it but that that's a clip point can you see that on the screen oh okay yeah yeah yep. so i mean it's just one of those that a lot of people don't know what they're called but they know what a clip yeah. point is and all that yeah uh, my drop point yeah drop points are great i mean I've, I've got a ton of them my favorite blade um well i've got um I keep knives everywhere. Um, I'm a knife nerd. Uh, my favorite blade, most people know this about me, is a karambit, and I love karambits. Mm -hmm. um, so that's that's one um, that I carry quite a bit. It's more of a fighting blade, but, I mean, you obviously can cut boxes and all that stuff. Yeah. This is probably the one I carry most every day. I love it. It's got a little serration that's on slick. it. Oh, um, yeah. A little serrated edge there on the bottom but uh it's it's fun I, I i love a karambit and then you go with the old fixed blade karambit you know this this is yeah. usually on my kit um uh -huh. so um i took it off just to kind of do that but then yeah you've got obviously the drop point that's very very popular my probably my second favorite is a tonto okay um, that's, that's a um 
basically kind of a, a tanto slash yeah, sort of a mild tanto. I, I can get behind that tanto. for or, sure. It's kind of between maybe a tanto and maybe a uh, not quite a clip point, but I mean it's, yeah. it's similar. Kind of hybrid. Um, yeah, um, but I, I I do like a tanto blade. Um, I don't know why they're very similar to a drop uh, a drop point, but just a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I like knives. Yes, I have a problem, but uh, yeah. and I don't. I'm one of those guys that don't like really expensive knives. I love like under thirty dollar knives. You know, it's twenty five thirty dollar oh, yeah. knives, ten dollar knives. You know. Yeah, one Jeez, of the best for, knives. It's showing up on time, bro. Appreciate you. Uh, hey, man. It is. See a guy about a gun. Sorry. <laughs> I'd go see a guy about a gun. Oh, I, I forgive you then. Um, Only thing is, I sold one. So. Well, I'm sure you'll be buying one to replace it. I already have. That's why I had <laughs> I to sell that one. I did. There you go. <laughs> I thought you, I didn't want to bring up your business, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that our quasi co host is the tactical virus. I mean, uh, Leprechaun. What's up, Clove? all good man money in my pocket no place to go i hear you and uh, since you're riding shotgun as always uh what's your shotgun of the week how about the one i just sold okay how about it what is it uh an fie uh era which is a brazilian uh, single shot 410 can i buy a vowel please pat right no kidding yeah, that by is firearms import export. They were an importer out of Miami years ago, and then the ERA is the I don't know the Brazilian whatever translation to the words, but that's the initials of the company. Um, okay, it's like Escobar something something. I don't even know, but it's Brazilian. Yeah. Well, we just went through the polls, and I'm going to bring you in real quick because I know that you're pretty passionate about one of them. Your favorite uh, Easter candy is Peeps, and I, and I yeah. think those are disgusting. I didn't know what they were until Spencer explained them to me. I'm not a big marshmallow guy. So that's probably why I really didn't know what they were by name. I know what they are, but I didn't know what name they were called. But yeah. apparently those are pretty popular. But out in the chat, they were not so popular. So. No, there's a lot of haters on Peeps, man. Yeah. Uh, two two three DMR says my wife bought an Ithaca automatic twelve gauge from a yard sale for a hundred bucks. Nice. Wow. So there you go. Jason picked up a five ninety shockwave. Um, there you go. Those Mossberg shockwaves are pretty cool. Um, I have never shot one of those. I don't they're own awesome. one. I shot a couple, and I probably will end up getting one eventually. They are. They're. They're not something that I think is the uh, how do I put this? Most I wouldn't practical. use it a lot. It's the most not the most <laughs> practical thing. I wouldn't use it a whole lot, but they're damn cool, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I like the twenty gauge best. That that sounds like it would make sense. I think. Man, I, I had a buddy break his tooth in half shooting a Mossberg five hundred with a pistol grip. Kind of shouldered it, named down the sights, and just ate that twelve gauge recoil. Let's see how'd that go for him? <laughs> not good, man. It was awesome. So we got our homie TJ from Gear Report. What's up, TJ? Not much, man. Freaking slumming it with the phone tonight. It actually looks fine. Sounds great. Uh, Looks better than my computer. I wasn't going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. (laughs) 
Uh, last question I want to bring up. Spencer's already opened uh, this dialogue up. I'm going to bring up Clover and TJ. Our last poll was, what's your favorite knife blade? A drop point, a tonso, a clip point, a Warncliffe, or other? TJ, do you have a, a favorite blade? I know you don't like do knives very much, but do you have like, a favorite design? I need to. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I like the um, – what are those curved ones? I like kind of like those. The Karambit? Like that? Yes. The Karambit? Yes. My man. I kind of like those. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a karambit. How about that? If that I send awesome. you a knife, would you would you put it in your pocket and use it? Oh, oh, definitely. All right. I, I wouldn't even use it for work either. I'm gonna break your cherry, and I'm going to send you <laughs> your first karambit knife. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I love those. I figure I got long enough arms to where the little knife like that it's gonna be scary if I had to use it. It's like it's like a little eagle claw. What do they what do they call those things? An eagle, the uh, the talon, talon, talon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I haven't gotten into the knives, but I, I, I do like those. Those those seem just they're just a sexy looking knife. You know, here's the problem with knives. And I think anyone will tell you is once you kind of get into knives, they're addicting because you can find knives for like ten bucks at a, at a you know gas station or when you go to uh, when you go to Wanamaker in Tulsa, you can find knives everywhere for anywhere from five to, I mean, whatever. But I mean, you can find knives everywhere. So it's like, uh, yeah. So that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Wanamaker's next time I'm going to go. When I go in the fall, I'm going to, or when is it? Spring? Whatever. The next one. Was it 2020 2019? I'm not sure. I didn't come home with any guns, but I came home with like seven knives from Wanamaker. <laughs> Dang. And they're beautiful. They're all fixed blade, oh, just different ones. They're they're oh beautiful. Anyways, Clover, what about you? Favorite knife blade style? Drop pointer or a leaf. They're really close to the same. Oh, okay, yeah. One of, yeah. One of those. Sure. One of those two. Yeah. And we were talking about a a, a clip point is very similar. Uh, uh, not a clip, but a tonto is very similar to a drop point with a little different angles. Um, but I, my favorite is always a karambit, and then my second is a tonto. And then I love a drop point. Drop drop point's the basic knife that most people know. Uh, they may not know the name of it, but they 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 know yeah. the blade when they, you know. Oh, okay. Tonto is a Tonto is like a drop point with a really sharp angle to it. Yeah, it's it's basically. yeah, it is. If you, um, if you took a, if you took a drop point, used it as a screwdriver, and broke the blade, so you would basically have a Tonto. Kind of, kind That's of every like knife I have. Right, right. Then you That's probably like Tontos. You just don't know it. You just right. Well, no, I use them as screwdrivers. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. We've all been there. All been there. Um, Marcus wants me to send him a knife. Now, Jeff's out there. I thought he has like some, doesn't he have his like chat tonight? So he might, I don't know. He might not be having it. But if you're a Patreon of ours, thank you to our patrons and, and YouTube channel members. Um, on our website, we have now for all the channel members, this is not against you guys. It's just WordPress does not have a way of doing it yet, but they do have an integration with Patreon. So I have a patron only um, page on our website. We'll put deals and different things that we hear about from some of our friends and we'll put deals that only patrons can get to. So if you go to the website, click on, if you're a patron, click on the patrons only tab. And if you're not, then why aren't you just saying um, but I put one of the things that I put on there today is the global ordinance two for one, buy one, get one shotguns over oh, global yeah. ordinance. Pretty exactly. cool. 
you buy a shotgun and it's one of their AR style radical. I think it's a radical. Um, so it's one of their radical AR style shotguns. You get a free pump shotgun and it's only like 389. It's like less than $400. You're getting two shotguns. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So go check that I out. Well. I think everyone needs two shotguns for a price of one. Bogo so. baby. Bogo baby. All right. So enough of the uh, the bullshit and all that. We've had fun with those. Like I said, every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday morning, 10 a.m. on our community tab on YouTube. Go check out our polls. We always have fun with those. But we're here for a reason tonight. One, because we're contractually obligated to show up Tuesday at 7 Central. Uh, more importantly, we have fun and we get to bring in cool people like Spencer that we've we've met over the years and, and had a great time at, at SHOT Show and over at the Poma Shoot and all of that. Most of you guys have probably heard of Trailblazer Firearms, but you may not know why. Um, you're probably familiar with the Life Card, the little single shot 22 that is an awesome little gun. And then you probably heard about the pivot. I think we've all done videos on the pivot uh, and we're eagerly awaiting the release of that to the public, but we've got Spencer from trailblazer. Um, once again, what's going on, Spence? Thanks for coming in tonight. We're actually going to yeah. talk about you and your business. Now we got all the, the bullshit out of the way. <laughs> He's like, finally, He's like, finally I wasted 20 minutes of my life that I'm never Long getting times. back. <laughs> Uh, so what I want to do first is start out and let people know about you, your background, and then kind of how Trailblazer started. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we are located near Asheville, North Carolina, Fletcher by the Asheville Regional Airport. So in the mountains of North Carolina, Smoky Mountains, it's beautiful here. I grew up here. Um, I joined the Marine Corps when I was like 19, did a almost seven year stint spent most of it in the reserves. I did not go overseas actually, but uh, a lot of my friends have, yeah. but that was cool. Luckily I was in the infantry, even though I didn't get to do anything. I told the recruiters, just show me the path to machine guns, man. Um, yep. Yeah. So, and then while it's was, worth it, it's worth it. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And of course I didn't become a machine gunner. I became an 11. So didn't really ever shoot that many machine guns, but, uh, yeah. We, we did have the, the IIRs while I was in, so got to carry a fully automatic H&K AR-15, basically, which was pretty was awesome. Was that the, uh, the 416? The M, yeah, M27 IAR 416. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that thing rocked. Um, yeah. But uh, so, you know, I got to travel around the U.S. a lot during that time, met a lot of good friends, spent a lot of cold nights it rained on every single training event i ever went on including out in the mojave desert it rained it's one time per year while we were there so that's the marine corps for you but uh you're saying yeah this this company uh was founded by my dad who is the designer inventor of the lifeguard and the pivot uh he holds the patents on both of those guns and he was on the road traveling for work and he came up with the idea for the lifeguard after watching some TV show. It was a, I can't remember the name of the show, but it was this old show where they, uh, oh yeah, you got the. Old show. It was probably like the nineties or something. It was a really old show. <laughs> no, it was, um, this was like 10 years ago. So it was, um, I forget the name of the show, but they're off TV now. There were some issues with the law. 
Anyway. Yeah, I love that. He came up with the idea, basically, which was, what's the smallest package I can fit a functioning gun in that's not an AOW? So, you know, we've seen pen guns. Those kind of got pulled off the market. There's other, there's folding pistols, but he was like, can I make this really small? And I think one of the things he was looking at, there was this kind of cult culture around making Altoids 10 survival kits, you know, the Altoids Mint 10s. So he was like, I wonder if I could fit a gun inside of that. And he succeeded. So the lifeguard will actually fit inside of an Altoids 10. You still have room for fish hooks, water tablets, whatever on top of it. Um, So yeah, it's a, it's a single shot 22 pistol. It's half an inch thick. The handle folds up and you have a basically a full size grip with, you know, same grip angle as a 1911 single action trigger. And it's a, it's a survival tool. It's a deep concealment backup. It's a gadget that shoots. Uh, We like to think of it as it's kind of in the same category as like watches, knives, you know, fire starters, that kind of thing, but it's ballistic, you know, it's, it's a firearm. So that was, yeah, that was like 10 years ago that he came up with the idea did a bunch of design work like independently got with some engineers, built some prototypes, wound up starting this company, got that all set up, got it in production. And we launched it in the fall of 2017. That's when it hit the market. Okay. So that was, you know, what's that five years ago now, basically. I remember, I remember seeing it and I've shot it a bunch. I remember seeing it first come around at least here, uh, like 2019 or so. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, it yeah. A, it's a bit of a slow start That's for a couple cool. of years. Yeah. Yeah. But we um we actually launched production after our a draft of our press release got leaked. So one day, just randomly, the internet kind of popped off about the lifeguard. And it was totally it was like a an accidental leak. I don't know how it happened, but all of a sudden it was public. It got a lot of viral coverage. Like I remember on Facebook, there were all these, you know independent news articles and they were posting online pieces about it. Like Mm. what is this? The world's smallest gun. So yeah, we've been, our company has been focused on building and marketing the life card for the last five years. And I came to work as an assembler. Uh, So I've, I've put together, I don't know, like 10,000 of those probably I've shot. (laughs) I've shot that gun more times than any gun for sure. Uh, I mean, I've shot, it must be like 30,000 rounds through one of these at this point. We were at the, um, the Poma shoot, um, last <laughs> month and, and Clover and I were hanging out with you guys for a little while and I'm not going to say their name, but there was an influencer that was there and you had basically challenged him to shooting the life card at 50 yards and hitting a steel target he did not want any part of that that challenge or bet yeah that's um, a tough one that's a tough one but you hit it um so obviously you've got plenty of experience you know where your holds are with that gun typically yeah. um but that was pretty cool for people that says oh that little this little thing shooting 22 it, it, it's not going to be accurate or effective i saw you hit steel at 50 not 50 feet 50 yards guys yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it obviously is something that is a viable, like you said, uh, probably a secondary or, you know, a third option to carry on deep concealment. Last, hey, 
something's gone terribly wrong, but you've got this single shot, it can, it can, it can save yeah. your life as well. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, um, I don't, it's unofficial, but I'm pretty sure I hold the record for longest target shooting with this gun. I've done a, a full measured 100 yard plate with the life card. Really? Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not easy. It's not like you're going to just sit there and do it all the time, but we'll occasionally just first take on it either. But I mean, no. it's still 100 yards, no. but that is, yeah. that's crazy. That really yeah, is. And, that's crazy. and so, you know, that's like, that's kind of a trick shot. But yeah, if you, once you learn it, just like any system, you know, you shoot it, you start to learn to aim it instinctually because it doesn't have, it has a, an aiming groove along the top of the barrel to keep it yeah. nice and slim and compact. And so you line that up, you learn how to aim it. And just like any other system, you, you, you learn the gun and you can make stuff happen for sure. Well, and you're also talking about a product that wasn't designed, nor was it meant to be shot at 50 or hundred yards. Yeah. It's yeah. right up close. It's five yards and end where you really aren't having to aim. It's just, you've got this get away from me. Um, at that point, you know, I'm not, I don't know. Some people do. I'm sure I, I, I don't, if, if I'm inside five or seven, you know, feet or whatever, I'm pointing to shoot. Oh I mean, yeah. I, when my sure. mechanics are willing to, I'm, I'm going to be able to hit that, that target at five yards or whatever, or, yeah. you know, inside 10 feet at least um, without even yeah. aiming at all, just point and shoot. So that's kind of what this is. It's, it, it does, like you said, it does have the aiming groove, but it's a point and shoot little pistol yeah, that's sure. meant for very close quarters, point blank, get the hell away from me so I can get away type firearm correct yeah and well you know it really wasn't invented or designed with self-defense in mind it was really designed with like survival like wilderness survival now it has been taken by the market as a self-defense piece which is which is good and bad because you have a lot of people saying oh 22 long rifle single shot why would i carry that when i could carry a nine millimeter semi-auto and we're like yeah, that's exactly right. Nobody ever said that this needs to be your primary self-defense carry. But being that, given that uh, so much of the U.S. firearms market is focused on self-defense and EDC, mm -hmm. which is, you know, it's great, it's fine. Then this people, a lot of people in a very positive sense, see this as a great add-on to their self-defense gun, which we think is great. So really just... You know, it's kind of like knives. A lot. I feel really good about having a knife in my pocket as a backup to my concealed carry gun, but I would never say a knife is the ideal self-defense tool because you do not want to be in a knife fight. You know, so it's no. like a, it's like a really spicy knife. You know, um, but yeah, and you say it, it comes. It comes in two different. It's not just twenty-two LR that it comes in. It comes yeah. in uh, other caliber. Well. It's twenty-two mag and and. Um, 22 mag that's no that's no joke of a caliber people think that 22 is a 22 if you've never been shot by a 22 whether it's an lr or a mag i promise you you probably don't want to get shot by one so no. people say oh that's just a that's just a glorified bb okay next time you're with someone who's a 22 let them shoot you with it just see how you yeah. figure it out and see if you like yeah. it i don't think you will <laughs> yeah um, I've, uh, we'll, we'll, yeah go ahead no, no, I was ahead, just going to say, I've killed more animals with a 22 long rifle than anything else. Uh, yeah. you know, well, I think if you ask a lot of people that grew up in the stuff, I was not one. I grew up in a big city, but um, but if you ask a lot of, of people that grew up in the South that, you know, that lived in somewhere 
where it wasn't a major city. I think most people say they grew up shooting squirrel and rabbit or something with a 22. Yeah. And that's just, that's just how it was. Um, so yeah, 22 um, is a great learning and teaching caliber, but it's also a violent. I've got a video that I get comments on it every day, good and bad. A lot of, a lot of crazy people out there. Um, but I've got one that says 22 caliber is, is a viable option for home defense. And it is, it's, it brings so many different characteristics to the table when it comes to home defense or self-defense, especially inside a home. You're talking about their percussion. It's not going to be overly loud inside. Yeah. You're not going to have to worry about over-penetration. Will it get the job done? I promise you, if you shoot someone who's there to steal your TV, they were not coming into that house to get into a gunfight. Let's just be honest about it. That's They're coming true. there to steal your TV, and if you shoot them with a twenty two. The idea of people is not necessary to kill someone. And a lot of people talk a lot of shit out there and said, oh, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna be the man in the house. I'm going to go, you know, they come in my house, I'll kill them. Why? My idea is to get them out of my house. If you shoot someone with a 22, it's inside your house, chances are they're leaving and the threat is over and they probably ain't coming back. They're not going to go to a home they know that they're going to get shot at. So That's people true. don't, you know, it is what it is. Um yeah, you watch those ring cam videos uh, and someone shoots a home intruder non-lethally and they get out of there as fast as they can. It, yep. And I was, you know, was I'm not going to comment on the, the philosophy and the legality of killing versus not, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and it's one of those things where it, I'm going to end the threat. Yeah. That's my goal. Whatever that means, if you're inside my house, whatever end the threat means is what I'm going to do. Um, and 22 is an option to end that threat one way or the other. Uh, my buddy Roddy out Rod with AIDS gun care says what? No congressional hearings yet on the assault credit card. <laughs> it does kind of look like a credit card. So, uh, yeah, yeah actually, absolutely. Yeah. It's the exact that's same. That's the whole design. So that's mm -hmm. what it's supposed yeah. to look like. It's the same profile outside dimensions as a credit card. It's yeah, crazy. Absolutely. Now that you said it, Rod, just wait. Just yeah, hopefully wait. we yeah. stay out Thanks, of the Rod. site. Yeah, of Congress. <laughs> yeah. Um, before we move on, once again, guys, if you have any questions for Spencer or about for about the company or from any of us, throw those questions out there in the chat. We'll make sure they get them answered on the life card. We're going to talk about the pivot here in a little bit. Uh, if you have any questions on the company or anything, go ahead, tag myself or one of us in the chat, and we'll get those questions answered. Uh, TJ. Um, do you have any questions for Spencer so far about the life card or the beginnings of the company or anything? No, no. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm sure I've talked to him probably at least once and then I've shot the life card before. So it's, uh, it's mm. challenging. I know that, but I mean, yeah, last, like you said, you know, last minute, couple yards. Yeah. So you're, you're not taking it to a competition shoot. That's not right. the whole yeah, idea. It'll, it'll sting a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Clover, uh, I know you shot the life card. Uh, do you have any questions? So I know that he's been on your podcast. So you probably answered all the questions you had before, but, uh, yeah, but uh, you know, there's other people out there. What, what I would ask, uh, Spencer is, you know, the life card is really simple, right? Um, yeah. Do you know how many parts it actually is comprised of? And can you talk a little bit about how oh, all that works Put together? Me on the spot, but it's man's, uh, man's put ten thousand of them together. He should no no problem. I actually didn't them. memorize the parts list, and it's changed throughout the year since from when I was putting. But it's like 
you know, I mean, it's like seven main components and then some screws and fasteners. It's extremely right. simple. Right. Um, yeah, it's quite small. Um, Specifically, what I was getting at was the simplicity of the design and then the cocking yeah. mechanism and the safety features for those yeah. who might be interested. Yeah, that's a good point. So it is a single action tilt barrel and it's just got a little locking latch for the barrel and a locking latch for the handle. And you slide those with your finger and tilt it up. It'll feel very similar to a knife. Um, actually, like this Benchmade I have, it's got this slide lock. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's the exact same mechanism. Slide lock and open and close the barrel and the handle. And then, <clears throat> yeah, single action. So you cock the bolt back manually to charge it. And then once you fire it, there is a built-in safety feature, which is there's like a half cock position. So when in the fired position, the striker is impinging the round. And we we made it so that when it's cocked or when it yeah, when it's half cocked, the striker is not resting on the base of the round so that it won't fire. So yeah, it's just, you know, you can leave a round in there, fold it up. You can't cock it while it's folded, so there's no risk of accidentally discharging it. You can't fold it up when it's cocked, so you can't accidentally put it in an unsafe position and put it in your pocket with it ready to roll. So, you know, again, it was uh, invented as a survival tool. So it's not, you know, you're, you're not going to quick draw it and just have one ready to roll like a striker fire right. or whatever. But, uh, yeah, the, those built-in safety features are important because you're, you know, you've got a tiny gun in your pocket with a round in battery and you absolutely physically cannot put it in a firing condition while it's folded up. That's what you were talking about, Chris. Yes. He's correct. gone again. Awesome. <laughs> He's only here when it's time for him to talk. He doesn't care what you have to say. It's all about him. It's all about him. So, uh, yeah. Um, so the life card, like I said, I, I, it's been on for five years. I remember seeing it come around probably about three years ago. I was like, Oh, that's kind of cool. And, um, they were floating around my area pretty frequently. I saw a lot of people having them. A lot of people were at the range saying, Hey, guess what I've got? I put, keep it in my car. I, you know, I keep it in my back pocket, whatever. And it's just one of those things that it's kind of always there, um, which is kind of cool. Um, and then we hear about this mysterious design of, a nine millimeter PCC that is literally different than anything different. I've ever seen anything. And I've seen a lot of weird shit in my life. This is the, the most different thing I've ever seen. And for anyone that says that innovation is gone in firearms, ladies and gentlemen, I give you long pause the pivot this i'm just going to read the specs off of here real quick a semi-automatic nine millimeter ultra compact folding rifle patented technology allows the pivot rifle to collapse in a unique way maximizing portability when folded and function when unfolded rifle reimagined uh maximum portability 20.9 inches long folded a full 16 inch threaded barrel and extended stock uses Glock compatible magazines, extra magazine storage in the stock, built-in safety features, and made in the US of A. Um, so 
This is what it's like folded up, guys. That is, by the way, that's the barrel. That's also the stock. Just saying. That's unfolded. And I, and I've got a video. Clover's got a video uh, from yep. Poma actually doing the unfolding and shooting it. And I'll put it this way. It's not as hard to unfold it once you get the hang, hang of it. You can do it quickly once you get the hang of it. Under probably five or six seconds for the average person once you get the hang of it. And then you shoot it. And I'm going to sit there and say this. I'm going to let Clover talk about it also. Uh, TJ, have you shot the pivot yet? Um, I've, No, I haven't. I've looked at it. We saw it okay. at, the, at the, I think we saw it at a shot show at the booth. Yeah. That's not that's um, not the same thing, TJ. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it shoots remarkably well. Um, innovation is one thing, but when you have innovation in a firearm that actually feels good, the trigger is great. So I want to let Spencer come in real quick. So get your, I know there's questions out there. Even Jeff out there says, I can't wait to hear why about the pivot. He doesn't yeah. get it. Got a great answer um, for you. And yeah. so we're going to let you talk about the, well, I want you to really talk about how and the why, like where did this whole idea come from? Because it truly is, um, it, it's phenomenal. Uh, it's a great shooter but I yep. think it's going to be one of those things people just have to try. Uh, so go ahead and I'm going to give you the floor and uh, talk about the why, the how, and the pivot. Okay. So I'll start with the why. Um, the Really, the idea behind the pivot was to create the perfect rifle companion to a concealed carry pistol for situations where you need a little bit more range, a little bit more firepower. That's it. So, uh, again, my dad who invented it, designed it at the time was carrying a Glock 19, uh, either in the belt or in his, in his, you know, personal bag backpack. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, man, pistols are awesome, but most of us can't hit anything past like 20, 30 yards with a pistol for, you know, unless we're on a flat range target shooting. Um, but rifles just, changes the game so you have all that extra points of contact longer barrel all that stuff red dot sights so the idea was how can i make a rifle which will extend my range extend my firepower that'll be like a uh an add-on to my glock 19 at the time and we you know a lot of us have kind of moved around here into glock 19x and some other things but that so that magazine is super popular there's tons of them out there lots of third-party options that kind of thing so yeah it was again kind of with survival in mind just uh shit hits the fan preparedness uh you know fit it in your truck so he knew it had to be small uh it had to be ergonomic and it had to be compatible with a system you know he chose the glock 19 system for the magazines uh and again it was he's a he's a fan of Glock. We're a fan of Glock. We got a lot of great Glocks around Absolutely. here. They're bulletproof. Absolutely. Almost everyone has one. Uh, so the magazine was kind of a no brainer. The caliber was a no brainer because if you think about the size when you're you're minimizing for length. So if you feed a rifle round, you're not going to be able to get the magazine through the pistol grip, which is going to add you a lot of length. Where AR-15s are. Our, all magazine rifles are arbitrarily long because of the magazine feeding. I mean, it's not arbitrary. You're, you're feeding a semi-automatic rifle through a magazine, but you, you get what I'm saying. You, 
you add on a lot of length by not feeding through the pistol grip and then you can get a bull pups, all that thing. But the idea here was very compact, foldable, uh, but still ergonomic and useful when it's folded and when it's unfolded. So that is how we, he arrived at the pivoting mechanism. So the entire upper receiver actually rotates around uh, this big brass bushing that's in front of the trigger in the lower receiver. So you'll see this line, horizontal line, separating the stock and the lower. So it rotates and that allows it to be incredibly sleek. So while it's folded, it is 1.15 inches thick, which is incidentally the same thickness as a Glock 19. It's just over five inches tall and you cover the length 20.9 inches long. So it is about as short as you can get while maintaining the full 16 inch barrel and folding in the way that it does. So, and then, you know, with like a, and you mentioned the extendable stock, you have a full length of pool. So that pulls out to a total length of uh, like 29 and three quarter inches. And you'll have that very familiar feeling length of pool between the stock and the trigger. But yeah, it, is. So, it, it feels just like um, to me, even though it's, it's a longer gun to me, it feels a lot like a 10 and a half inch AR pistol as far as yeah. how it sets up for me, which I love. That's like, you know, I love AR pistols and all of that. So um, it doesn't feel like an AR. It feels like an AR pistol to me, even though it is a 16 inch barrel uh, and, and almost 21 inches total length. It, it, it's very comfortable, uh, very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. And when it's, when it's unfolded with the stock collapse, so the shortest firing position, obviously the ATF requires an overall length of 26 inches in that configuration. And it's it's like 26 and a quarter or 26 and a half. So it's as short as it can be while firing. And again, without having that big rifle magazine to feed through, you're cutting off a lot of overall length. Um, so yeah, that was the kind of the idea with the caliber. And you know, uh, if you're talking about the world of, maybe I have a pistol and I'm going to fight my way back to my truck or whatever and get this gun out. You know, um, the, the, the caliber nine millimeter is super widely available. It's obviously lethal. I mean, you know, just like 22, I know it's not, we know it's not a big game round. It's not a body. Now, there are some trading round. It is the king of calibers. There are some people up there that are nine millimeter haters that say they will literally bounce off of pieces of paper stop you know um, it's a yeah it's a you know it's a it's an effective and capable round and you know inside of a hundred yards was the idea here inside of a hundred yards i mean if you're fighting somebody swapping rifle rounds past 100 yards uh are they really a threat at that point i mean let's be honest well there's that but also not in combat but in a real world situation are they really a threat if they're 100 yards away Real world situation, I would not expect to be shooting at somebody who is further than 100 yards away, honestly. Uh, But, you know, like I said, that that mid range where the pistol starts to be a little bit unviable, you know, 25 yards and out where you're going to really struggle to hit somebody Mm -hmm. with a pistol. That's where that 25 to 100. uh, And it's I mean, you shot it at Poma. We were shooting targets from. 30 to 70 yards. I think that yeah. action bay was, and you guys were smoking 10 inch plates. Like it was nothing. It was no so, problem. And it, the trigger felt great. It wasn't, 
you know, it, it, you guys put it this way. You didn't say, okay, we're going to put all of our money and time into this design and then cheapskate on things on like triggers or whatever. Everything right. is quality. Uh, the trigger was phenomenal. I mean, it was very, it, it was amazing. It was very surprising. Not saying that I expected bad trigger, but I'm always skeptical when it comes to triggers and it was yep. great. And it felt great. There was minimal, if any recoil whatsoever. I mean, it was just, you're able to stay on target and it's just, it's, it's wonderful. It really was. Um, Clove, I know that you had a chance to shoot it also. Now what Clover's going to tell you is to our knowledge and, and Spencer might be able to, to bring him off of his little high horse here. Clover is under the understanding that outside of the factory and employees, he might be the first person ever that's not an employee of the company to shoot that thing, which would have made me the number two person ever to shoot it. Please tell him he's wrong. Please, Spencer, tell him he's wrong. I will say at a public event, you yes. are correct. God dang it. <laughs> at Suck a public it. event, at a public <laughs> event, you got it. That was the first no. time it was fired. He doesn't need any more. He doesn't yeah, need Yeah, baby. So, so outside of outside of our friends who have made it yeah. to our factory during the last two years, yes, that's true. Nice. You know, we didn't, we didn't do the shot show range. You could have lied to me, Spencer. You could have lied to oh, me. Man. But I guess that makes me number two. But I don't want it to be anything behind Clover. Hey, that's still top. That's still top five, man. Yeah, you guys booked it to our to our. You were there for a reason. We went to yours first. We Clover. Yeah. We were talking. Clover says, "I want to be the first person to shoot that thing." That's well. I guess I'll be number two. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. It was. That was. That was the first place we went uh, because. I had met you guys. And I don't know if Clover had met you beforehand, but I, I had met you guys face to face for the first time at Shot. You were in the booth with me when we were. Yeah, at we shot, all dude. we like, all met on. together at Shot. No, show. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is I, yeah. I I don't know if I had talked to you beforehand or not. I, I might have I talked so. a couple of years ago. I don't know. Yeah. But we met at Shot, and I was like, okay, when are we gonna be able to shoot this thing? And then we find out, you know, that you guys are gonna be at the Poma shoot, and I was like, okay, yeah, we're definitely gonna be that. That's gonna be the first one we go to. Um, yeah, Clove, I'm really glad we did that. Yeah, that was awesome. Fantastic. No, that was that was really that was my first one. Clover went last year. That was my first time. And oh, by the way, thank you. Uh, I know I've said thank you, but I was there at the Poma shoot as a guest of Trailblazer because I'm not a Poma member. Um, Clover was there as a Poma member, um, and Spencer was nice enough to put me on the list under Trailblazer's company, so I got to go to this thing. Uh, as media, but I was under their flag. So uh, I know I've said it before, but I want to publicly say thank you. That was that yeah. was a really enjoyable time. I really enjoyed Absolutely. that. That was fun. See, Trey, Clover can't say that. That's right. Yeah. Well, hey, some, someone's got a shill for Poma and, and Siopa, man. <laughs> no one asked you. Clover will. He'll, hashtag will shill for anyone. Is that, what, is that what the hashtag is, Clover? I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm not. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. you guys. I appreciate you being a Poma, Poma member because in whatever way that contributes to them doing that event, that was awesome yeah. for us as a factory. That was our first time exhibiting. I think it was canceled last year. Uh, but I mean, it was crazy. Like I had the, a face-to-face conversation for like an hour with the guy who started the, the Daily Wire network. Yeah. Who I never met. I mean, it was crazy. There was like people walking around there um so, and the yeah, great thing about really it is it's not really crowded so you can yeah. you you're gonna see a bunch of people there 
but you're you're it, you're going to be able to have conversations and go from booth to booth and not have to throw elbows like you do at range day for a shot yeah. or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. So if you're not a member of Poma and you want to go this range day, it's at the Talladega. Uh, it, it's first of all that range and facility is the nicest place I've ever been. I mean that thing was amazing. Uh, the Talladega, Talladega yeah. CMP in Talladega, Alabama. Um, yep. It was amazing. So go join Poma. Whatever you have to do, you need to get to that shoot next year. If, you, if you're if you're in the media realm, it's really a really cool thing. It's on my uh, list. You need to be there. You need to be there. It's not that far from you. I mean, you know, if you need to fly in, we'll pick you up at the airport. We, we, you know, we'll have cars. You know, um, well, it's a great it's event. Of, it's a great event because it's a private event, right? In the sense it is a private that, event, yeah. You know, it's it's for Poma members, and then of course, you know, they can bring people and things like that. But it's it's more intimate. I mean, I you know, you're able to carry on more conversation. You know, it's um, you know, strictly media. You know, for the well, for the most part, they do bring in I think some dealers and stuff like that, um, or the, at least they're available to. I'm going to try to get some of my local gun shops maybe to go next year. Well, that'll probably help the company too because it'd be a nice place for trailblazer to be able to oh, at least yeah. make a couple deals and get some, get into some shops great. or something. We had, yeah, I mean, we had distributor buyers there shoot the rifle. Yeah. I mean, we've done business already that Good. resulted from conversations at Poma. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, again, we really appreciate knowing about that show. And I, I was on the fence about going and I asked Clove about it and he gave me the rundown. You know, it took like 45 minutes out of his day to explain it to me. And as, oh, as a media a member, yeah, so it was great. Um, but yeah, they they kind of set out to make that a mini shot show, you know, because the shot show range day is is freaking nuts from what I've it seen. Nuts. And yeah, we've never, it's extremely expensive too to exhibit there. So we've yes. never done that. Maybe we should, but we haven't done it yet. Um, But this was like a, yeah, just like you said, a more intimate, smaller setting. I mean, there was what? maybe 50 factories there and like a hundred attendees, like really small. Yeah. I think it was I like, mean, I, I think there was 48 and that, that counted so close. that counted the clubs and associations <laughs> like, you know, Rocky yeah. mountain elk and yeah. other things. But yeah, I think it was 48, I think. And we were in great company. There was like, I mean, we were right down the, the way from, um, Taurus yeah, with their new tactical pistols and like, Ruger was there, Six Hour, and yeah. Sig, and yeah, EAA, and um, now did you get a chance? HK was there? Was HK there this year? HK uh, was not there. I don't believe so. They were there last year, and so was okay. uh, and so was even Glock. So that's one of the things. Is, Bergara wasn't there. I was really wanting yeah. to go to Bergara, but yeah, they were there last year. Um, yeah, there were several. Um, several companies that were there last year that weren't this year. And and uh, I, I heard with talking with Poma that a lot of that had to do with scheduling conflicts more than anything. It's not that they mm -hmm. chose not to go. It's just that they had something else and their team was, you know, it was worth their while more or whatever to go to this other thing. For me, it worked out great. And, and Clover and I were actually flipped. I was already committed and scheduled to go to the gathering up in South Carolina a couple mm -hmm. days later, Clover was scheduled and, and already uh, going to the Poma shoot. And we were talking, and I was like, it's like a day after, like two days after. It's great. We'll, we'll travel the next day, and then we're there. And so he's like, well, 
we need to try to figure out a way to get you to the Poma shoot. And I said, well, we need to get you to the gathering. So it worked out to be a Monday through Saturday thing where he, it was a week, but it was great because you were three hours away or whatever it was, you know, mm-hmm. and then you had both of these shoots available. So, yeah, it was it was a great week. Um, I've got a couple of questions about the pivot, but before yeah. I ask them, uh, TJ, I know that you spoke with Spencer and, and everyone at, at SHOT Show. Do you have any questions? Has Jeff told you what to uh, dog or whatever? <laughs> you know, any questions about the no, pivot? No, he wants to, he wanted, he wanted to, we were, we were both interested to hear, you know, as, as far as the, the, why, why, why they did that and, uh, you know, how they came up with the concept and then how it's been holding up and stuff like that, you know, the basics of it. Jeff, you know. Hey, Jeff just likes yeah. to know things like this. He likes the oh, technology yeah. of it, but he wants to know why. It is. It's one of those things that it, it is different. It is yep. It is different, but most innovative things are different. And it's one of those it things where the, you have uh, to always gotta break the door down, right? You know? Yeah. It got the crap run out of it at Juice Showcase. I know that. And I and I remember maybe Spencer can explain this. I remember Aaron, wasn't Aaron, didn't Aaron do something to it? Or was he just checking stuff on it? I thought that I you guys had, had made a modification yeah. or something like a week or two prior, and that was like the first time that well, you were going to Yeah, yeah I remember, some, I remember something, something like that. I what we it was. Were, the gun we were shooting was a is an, sort of a prototype, sort of a production sample that we've been using to check some revisions to some you know slight design changes on. But um, yeah, that gun, we, we shot, I think we we shot about a thousand rounds that day, which totaled that gun up to like 5,000 that we just, and we're talking in a few hours. It started raining quickly. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it wasn't like you were there until five or six at night, you know? So no, no, but yeah, that it's a, we've gotten some pretty high round counts on some of those guns now. And cause that's, I mean, that's what we've been doing the last couple of months is just like, okay, yeah. let's shoot it. Let's shoot it 5,000 times today and make sure that everything holds up. Make sure it keeps shooting. And, you know, eventually, yeah, you can get it dirty enough that you might start to have some failures, but it's solid. You know, it runs. Um, but, yeah, I mean, did I did I get to the questions about kind of the use case philosophy, that kind of thing? Did I, did I answer that? I'm happy to answer more questions about that. I mean, if you, if you want to touch on it, you can um, for sure. Um well, yeah, I mean, just that's, like I that's, said, that's, you know, that's that's part of the story of this right. of this rifle. Yeah. So absolutely, go for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just like I was saying, uh, really an extension to your sidearm that is very portable, so you can have it in a backpack in, under the seat of your truck or in the back of your car or you know wherever your side by side, your ATV. It's uh the backpack we've we've made for it is very small. Up. Yeah. <laughs> um. There should be. Is there a think. picture uh, in the gear shop? You know, maybe? Would it- we may not have loaded the backpack yet, just because we're still in the pre-launch phase. But can I mention who it is? Because oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. So we're sitting there. We're sitting there. Clover and I are sitting there, and we're with Aaron and Spencer, just kind of hanging out at this point, watching it rain, and you know, and all of that. And he goes to the truck. And he says, "You guys got to see this." And you guys know that I'm a big fan of Savior equipment. And I think everyone, most people know about Savior. So Savior has a backpack that is designed and it's 
they're not selling the backpack. It is for this weapon system, if I remember correctly, right? Like you're the only player that's gonna. It's designed specifically for this this rifle system to where uh, you're not gonna be able to get it on Savior, but it is a backpack that this thing fits up folded, and it's Savior equipment. And, and if you're familiar with that, they're quality. It, it's great stuff, but it is a cool backpack that you can go gray man if you want to. But it is like it's a badass backpack on its own, and it comes with the right the gun. Uh, in a package deal so it's it's kind of a cool thing yeah go ahead and talk about that backpack because i thought you know you talk about this thing and then you talk about the backpack and it's like okay so you're all in on this i mean you're all in on talk about the whole process of this backpack because that's a kind of an intriguing story in its own yeah yeah so you're absolutely right uh savior it made it for us we worked heavily with them on the design of it and I'm actually not sure how we got in contact with Savior, but we the the idea behind this gun uh, was to be able to fit it into a backpack, and we we realized quickly with the size of it that uh, there was a lot of like kind of range backpack or adventure mm -hmm. backpacks that were even slightly oversized. So we're like, we're gonna make a custom bag for this that's sort of half range bag, half. Um, I mean, it's a proper backpack. You know, it's got backpack straps yeah. and everything, but it's slim. It looks like a, I mean, it's like a laptop case, just a little bit longer. Um, so yeah, we worked it's with Savior. Like, it's kind of like a morph. If you can picture a Camelback like water thing mm -hmm. in a backpack, yeah. to me, it's, it was like in yeah. between yeah. the size a wise, bit. Camelback yeah, right. and a backpack. It's pretty cool. Yeah, a little bit more structure probably than a Camelback. It's got that yeah. nice heavy nylon, and it's got Molly Web inside and spot you can hold a lot of magazines in that thing too and there's room to throw your pistol in the front pack and um yeah so the backpack really brings the design home i would say when you you see it see how easily it goes in and out of a backpack it's like dang this thing really is small like there's you know there's other folding guns that fit inside of backpacks but the like how the slimness of the pivot how narrow it is makes it you know you can, i've put it in um i got a vertex gamut and it fits in there with other stuff in there. And that's like, that's just a regular backpack, you know? Right. So yeah, really stoked about that collab with savior. They've been really cool to work with. And I agree. Yeah. Really they're great, great people. I've got a coffin bag right here. That's yeah. Being reviewed. I've got, a, yeah. I've got four or five different things for savior. They're really, first of all, good people. Chris is good people. The company's oh, yeah. good. Um, the quality of their stuff is, is really, truly amazing so if you're not familiar with savior first of all go familiarize with savior and know that they're in collaboration with with uh trailblazer on this build and, and this uh loadout. yeah so that that backpack like you said is i mean i don't savior is not selling it as far as i know they're they're yeah. they're sort of they're it's basically not, it's not on their website yeah. at least they're, they're basically white labeling it for us but it's set we, we made a custom tag inside that that's savior equipment with trailblazer firearms so, so it's cool i mean it's a it's a full-blown the outward the tabs and outside is trailblazer branded which i think is yeah. pretty cool yeah you know? yeah for sure yeah they were awesome to work with because you know obviously we're we're not backpack makers um but yeah, that's been good. It's been a great process. Well, you know, we, we talk about this, and I talk about some things that, you know, when you go buy rifles and all that, sometimes you they come in a box. Very few times will they come in a hard case or even a case at all. Most times it's just in a box. I've got 
like you can't see, but I've got boxes up to the ceiling over here of like right. rifle cases and all that. And sometimes you'll get a soft case. Very rarely you'll get an actual hard case that comes with a rifle or whatever. Um, but the backpack thing I had never seen before. Like, you know, obviously there's backpacks that are specifically made for this type of right. thing, a folding rifle, but I've never seen one come with it. And I was like, that's ingenious because why not? Like you can literally pick it up at the gun shop and you're ready to go. And yeah, yeah, we're excited about the backpack. Good. Yeah, it works great. Yeah. And it like the backpack itself is is small, so you can fit it, you know, tuck it between your seats or underneath your seats or wherever you're going to put it. Um, yep. Yeah, it's a good. Now we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about the pivot um, and the cool attraction to the pivot is once again I've got a video doing it. Clover's got one. There's there's several people that probably have videos out there doing the actual mechanics of taking it from the folded rifle to mm-hmm. an operating rifle at that point, but kind of talk about how that works and the important reason why is there are safety measures and protocols built with how you open and close it that won't allow a negligent discharge to happen because it could until you get used to it you get different parts uppers and lowers everything kind of swinging around and but there's a sequence that you have to do to open and a sequence you have to do to close um, and fold the rifle that are there for safety reasons more than anything else, not yep. just the compactability. Talk about the premise of the idea of how you decided to actually work the folding side of the rifle. Yeah, so um, it's very simple to operate. There's a, a push button on the front end of the lower receiver opposite the trigger. So if you're looking at that picture, it's going to be on the left-hand side just at the bottom corner. And it's just a single finger push button in, and then that unlocks the lug and the upper can rotate and rotate either direction. And so I usually like to hold the pistol grip in my firing hand, press that button, rotate the muzzle down so it's away from me. And then it just locks into place once you swing it around and just, you know, mates up to its locking point. And in order to be folded, you have to have the bolt locked to the rear and you have to have the magazine removed. So, so what that accomplishes is when you lock the bolt to the rear with the magazine removed, you've ejected the, whatever live round is in the chamber. So the idea was that you can't have it in battery or in a firing position while it's folded, because obviously for one thing, it's illegal for another thing, you run the risk of, like you said, a, a negligent discharge. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really simple actually just, to deploy it like you could have I your can do it, so it, it's got to be pretty so i'm gonna put the video yeah, up here it, uh, anybody it's, can it's certainly exactly so it's just pull it out and press that button rotate the upper round send a magazine in get that good hk slap on the charging handle into battery oh, yeah and you're rolling you know and so I, and i'm showing the video right now um turn yeah. the volume look, look pretty damn, damn cool when, when you're, you're trying, trying to get, get ready, ready to go, go. Being a, Being a crayon, crayon eater, there's a, there's a good, good chance, chance I'm going to screw, screw this up. up but, uh, let's, let's try, try it. it. So, so muzzle, muzzle, okay, okay. Muzzle, muzzle down, down range. range. Boom. Boom. Drop it forward. Mag in. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, here we go. We go.
And I did screw this up. Yep. 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 <laughs> he already, he already <laughs> screwed it up. Screwed up. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. Um, just like any new system, like you know, you just got to learn how it works. And then now it's, I mean, it's like second nature to me. It's it's the same thing for me now as like running the M16 platform. You know, like it's not really the first time you do that, you have to learn how to do it. And that's a pretty simple gun to operate. But yeah, once you do it, learn it, learn a new weapon system, just like anything else. I mean, first time I picked up an AK-47, I was like, I don't wear all the controls. I don't know how this thing works. So it's a yeah, totally new system, but it's got it's very familiar. I mean, the safety is just right up above the trigger. Pretty familiar spot. The charging handle is non-reciprocating, non-reciprocating, and it just goes you know, backwards to charge it, let it go. Um, but yeah, and that, that folding, like you demonstrated, I don't know, the video was a little choppy for me. I don't know if the, the viewers could see it, but it's just that button where your left hand is and then the upper rotates around. Let's see if I can do it without volume. Because they said it was echoing, so that was my bad. Yes, but yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, I, I didn't hear that on my side or I would have done it, but yeah, um, my bad. But yeah, and it was, was one of those things where for me, um, it, it makes sense. Like I said, the, the idea of the pivot is to be able to conceal a weapon that's going to take you from, and we talk about this all the time, you go, you start with your pistol to get to your rifle, typically. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, some people might do that differently. I take, I use my pistol to get to my rifle. And for those that might be using a Glock 19 or Glock 17 to get to this that takes Glock magazines, you can not only, you know, share ammo, but share magazines. More importantly, you get to that rifle that takes you from that 25 yard barrier for some to that hundred yard barrier with this rifle. Once again, shoots great. Um, feels great. Like zero. Re I mean, it's just, you saw it shooting. It, it's, it's a great, great gun. Um, but I love the fact that the idea of the innovation of the folding rifle wasn't just for concealability. It was for safety. If you want to have a truck gun or something that you're going to be able to put in your backpack, it's got to be safe because if you're running or you're doing active things, it's got to be safe. And this rifle is not, there is literally no chance of a negligent discharge because if you do it wrong, it's not going to go off. You have to do things in a specific order to get it to the rifle and then get it back to the full side. And there's there's no way to mess that up. Um, yep. So when you guys were were going through this idea, and I know your dad designed it, but was safety like a big part of the discussion, or did it end up just kind of evolving into that? Um, I don't. I wouldn't say it was conceived with those safety features in mind, but the moment you decide to bring a firearm to the market commercially, it's just mm -hmm. it becomes part of it. You have to do it, you know, because like we don't obviously we would hate for anybody to get hurt with one of our guns, but the, I mean, commercial customers like distributors and gun store owners, they care a lot more than you might think about how inherently safe or unsafe a gun is. I mean, a lot of, a lot of distributors won't carry certain guns that they deem to be unsafe. So, you know, then you have the ATF, 
the ATF's real big on if you're going to make a gun that folds, <laughs> you can't be shooting it while it's folded because now you have an AOW or uh, SBR, <laughs> excuse me. So, yeah, I mean, the safety features were thought of pretty early on. It was yeah. like it can't. And like the the way the mechanism worked out, the magazine actually extends through the lower receiver into the upper. So it, mm -hmm. it would block it from rotating anyway. And that's just kind of how the design worked out. But we actually put in a there's a, a rotation a rotation defeating lug that pops up when the charging handles forward. So it actually is a physical lock that prevents it from rotating. So you um, have to have it back. Yeah. Then, you know, I mean, it's yeah. one of those things with a lot of steps. And like I said, I tried, but I had the magazine in, so I couldn't do anything past that because I was like, okay, well, you know, um, and it's something as simple. It's like a three or four step process. You have to have the magazine out. You have to have the, uh, the brace collapsed all the way in. You have to um, have the charging handle back before you even think about rotating. None of that happens if those other three things don't happen first and vice well, versa. Yeah. You know? The stock does not have to be collapsed. It, it will fold without a collapse, but to get to that, the smallest form factor. The so it's really form. just, yeah, it's really just three steps. Drop the magazine, lock the bolt to the rear and rotate and rotate. You know, hit the button and rotate. So, but that rotation can't happen without the first two steps, yeah, which I think is right. phenomenal. You know? Yeah. 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 So it's, uh, you're right. I mean, you, you, the hammer is blocked and disconnected and you have to have an empty chamber to fold it. So it's. So we've got a couple questions out here in the chat that I want to get to here in a second. Before I do that, TJ Clover, anything that you want to bring up or ask right now about the pivot? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, that's what TJ? I was wondering. That's when he explained it. I was like, because uh, I'm pretty sure when I looked at it and shot, I was like, I'm pretty sure you have to have the. I mean, th there was no way impossible, no way in hell to have a, a discharge because the mag is out, the bolt had to be back. And I was like, that's, I mean, safety wise, definitely, you know, definitely great on that. Yeah, but that's so what I was wondering. I'm pretty sure I was like, I'm pretty sure I did the mag out. But and then when he said, you got to have it out, I was like, all right, perfect. Yep, that's right. Um, bunch of questions out here that are all about the same when will this hit the shelves and i know you guys are close <laughs> um i i know that yeah. you guys want to get this out but you're also going to make sure that before you rush into getting something out you want to make sure that's absolutely how you want it to be because this is kind of uh, a long time coming so the last yeah, thing any company right. wants is have a lot of time and a ton of money invested in something and then it takes a crap because you you rushed it in. Ask yep. all the companies, <laughs> Sky, um, how that worked out for them. But um, no, um, yeah. So we're yeah, we've been this thing's been in the works for a long time. The patent's been issued since 2014, and we knew we weren't going to start with this product because it's just a lot more complicated than the life card. So we made a decision to start with the life card, bring that to market, cut our teeth as a brand new gun company, and then get this one out. But yes, we are in the home stretch. We are projecting that it's going to be shipping into distribution in like late June, probably at this point. Nice. So it should be hitting shelves yeah, th this summer. And you can actually, uh, right now, people can actually order one through our website. That'll be, uh, it's a back order. There's a lead time disclaimer on there. And it, you know, it, the lead time may actually need to be adjusted at this point, but um yeah, so you could secure yeah, you one if you wanted to. And, you know, also I want to call out right next to that. We are running a contest that's ending the last day of the NRA show where we're giving one of these away. And it's just a little, you know, quick little survey to enter. Um, 
Yeah, 40 days left. So 40 days there's a, left. There's a chance to get one of those. They are I, I do see another question in there. These are not going to be sold in California, Maryland, or Massachusetts. Maryland should come if we can get it on the roster or get it approved by them. But in the beginning, no, it takes a while to get Maryland reviews. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, California, Massachusetts, Maryland, probably some counties in New York state, probably the county where Chicago, Illinois is located. Yeah. Um, some maybe some places in New Jersey, but as far as state compliance goes, there will be a compliant version for I believe Colorado, which is limited to okay. ten round mags. Uh, probably Washington State is going that direction too. It seems like so. Any states that don't outright ban stuff like this, but have a magazine cap restriction, then we will be supplying compliant mags for those states. So. Cool. Uh, now Jeff over at your report, he's in, in North Carolina as well. Uh, he okay. said, bring it, to, he said, bring it to Burlington. Uh, by the way, TJ obviously is the, uh, he's a big dog over at your report. He's, he's a, uh, director over there. Um, yep. he's actually, um, so Clover and I both write for gear report as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but TJ is the firearms editor, so he's the one who gets to okay our articles. And then Jeff is the owner of Gearport, but he lives in North Carolina. Uh, mm-hmm. TJ's down in Florida, but he said, bring it to Burlington a couple hours from me. We can shoot some video. So um, Jeff's yeah. Jeff's there, and he'd probably love to be able to. Uh, he's probably not too uh, not yeah. too far from you. Now, G23 says he's here. We can start over. No. Uh-huh. no. Start all no. again. Yeah, Sorry, start it all over. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I do have a question, real quick. And, yeah. And we brought you brought it up a couple different times. Um, so when you submitted this to the ATF, I would first of all, I would have loved to have been in the room when they received it from you, going, "What the hell is this? What's the what?" I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this. Whereas, what was the feedback that you got from the ATF, if any? Uh, actually. To be honest, you do not have to submit to the ATF. Oh, you don't a voluntary have voluntary classification process. And oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I don't know if the ATF has seen this. Uh, we did we did voluntarily have the life card classified. We want to make sure it was not an AOW. Sure. But with the there's already a strong precedent for folding rifles, and we kind of know what you have to do. So um I think we're gonna try to stay under their radar honestly no need to call unnecessary i mean we're gonna watch this shit anyway so they don't know about it yeah, we, are, we are very very strictly following the letter of the law when it comes to the the requirements for folding guns but it's just basically if you can't shoot it when it's folded and you exceed the minimum length requirements in the firing configuration i mean there's several good examples of folding other folding rifles and shotguns out there so uh we did, we did our part to make it legal, and you actually don't have to get guns classified by the ATF. Now, if you I do something... That's especially a new no, one, yeah. Yeah, if you do something that is against the rules, they will find you, but um, <laughs> they'll shut it down real quick. But That's yeah. probably not a great phone call or letter that you want to no. get a little cease and desist no. uh, from the ATF. No. It's probably not what you want. Yeah, oh, imagine if you did have to submit a trade or send it with no instructions. Yeah, just here, here it is. Let them sit there and try to figure it out. 
let those sit. I would, I would I seriously I would love to be in the room if that ever happened. If you ever do sim with the ATF, well, I'd love so, to be in the room and sit there and say, What? Yeah, I mean, how does this work? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I didn't have a good story for you on that, but with the life card, when we yeah. uh when we did submit that to the ATF voluntarily for classification, because mm-hmm. we wanted to make sure that they weren't gonna make a kind of hip pocket decision that we weren't allowed to sell yeah. this before we went to market. Well, we sent them a sample, there's like a whole form you do fill it out by process it took them 11 months to answer us i'm sorry so 11 months yeah okay so like the suppressor tax stamps and all yeah. that is just it's just it's it's 11 months for anything at this point through the atf yep. i guess huh? yeah yeah so, so we were, what, 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 what and i never asked this for anyone so that's kind of interesting so let me ask you this if you don't mind and you don't have to talk about it when you submit when they send back their findings and results, they first one question. What Clover calls ghosting, I'll ask multiple questions in one. But the first okay. part of this is: Do they send the firearm back to you, or do they keep it? And two, do they give you back feedback on whatever they, you know, anything about it? So I would have to check about whether they sent the sample back. I'm pretty sure they kept it. Actually, uh, I'm like 99 sure they kept it. Earth. I'm no, pretty sure that bastards. You know, Hopefully, funny. they filled out their 4473 for it. That's right. I'm pretty sure that both the California and Maryland departments of justice kept their samples too. We submitted to both those states. Pretty sure they kept them and said, "Yeah, no thanks, but thanks for the gun." Oh, hey, we're uh, gonna keep it and shoot it ourselves. Yeah. Oh. So, but the ATF, dude, they sent back like literally a one one half page letter saying yes we agree Good. this is a this is a handgun go for it, it was, yeah it was a thumbs up emoji yeah yeah like there you go 11 months for somebody to say yeah sure we can't get you on this <laughs> um yeah but you know this just like any other I just, agency they're getting I would, revenue I from this i would have liked to have known that they would have sits in the back at least say whether or not they're firearm people or not and who knows but a lot of people that work the atf are not gun people they're just and they're not anti-gun it's just it's a job you know they yeah. have their guidelines and they're checking the boxes okay then boom yep. i would love to have seen like the reaction of like holy shit like i would have liked to it did they think it was cool did they think it was a great i mean it would have been nice know. to have heard something like that i yeah, wish they would say like hey great idea you know yeah. i'm not a gun guy but this is pretty damn cool i wish they'd do something like that I know. Cool. it was a very canned and formal letter saying Yes, this is considered a handgun. Uh, but speaking of ATF agents, man, our, our local field agent that does like our uh, audits, you know, he audits every FFL in his oh. territory, which is like half a state or whatever. He is most hated, the most hated man in your territory. No, he's everybody loves him. He's a huge oh, gun cool. guy and he oh, like good. shoots at the local range and he's, nice. you know, he's all, he's like, now listen, I have to do my job. You have to follow the rules and everything, but guns are fun. You know, I get it. So he's no, he's great. He's a really cool guy. He, I don't know how he got started with the ATF, but yeah, it's like most people with government jobs. It's a job, and it's the pretty, yeah. a, probably a pretty decent paying job with yeah, benefits. Yeah. So yeah, now Jeff out there says you should demand a samples back from the commie states. I think so too. You know what? Yeah, if you're gonna say no, then send them back because obviously, you know, well they're illegal yeah, in that state now, so. You know what's funny about that? Like in, in, in California, they're only illegal for regular people to own. 
there's a bunch of cops out in California who can own because there's a special thing out there where cops can own like whatever they want. So we actually sell a few lifeguards into California, but every time we send one to a police officer, we have to get a California DOJ clearance letter before sending it into the state. I mean, it's like, it's like worse than the U S department of state exporting. It's nuts, dude. (sighs) Yeah. And it's just, the California. hoops are real. It's it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it is. Uh, TJ Clover, you got anything? No, I mean pretty much. Yeah, if I, I mean if I had to ship anything to California, I would just uh, get it circuited with the you know communist flag on it and be like, all right, here you go. Still you know, because it's I mean it's like the most beautiful state in the country, in my opinion. Right. I would love to live there. But I love living there, um, but yeah, yeah, I wouldn't live there now. I can't afford it. It's, it's crazy expensive to begin with. Right. On top of the crazy shit that happens there, you know. Florida's like yeah. a flat California. We're okay. Yeah. The the Gulf side of Florida, love. Oh, not yeah, a huge so. fan of the Atlantic side. It's just not as pretty. But the beaches on the Pacific on the, the Gulf beaches, side, the Clearwater yeah. beaches and all those, yeah, they're way better than our yeah. beaches, but. Wow. Uh, thanks, G23. I appreciate you, brother. Uh, $50 super chat for the men and women who are downrange. Is this product going to be available in 40 Smith or 10? Now, first of all, I love you for the super chat, but if you bring up 40 again, <laughs> because he, he knows that I have to read whatever is on the super chat. Mm-hmm. So he won burgundies me knowing that I have to read it. And I hate bringing up 40. Um, so, damn it. Um, I hope you say you say yes at 1080 uh, to 10 millimeter or 380 would be kind of cool too. But uh, is there some? I know we're talking way down the line, but are there yes. thoughts of different calibers? There we haven't even got nine millimeter out yet, guys. There, yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> look, we gotta we gotta get we gotta ship this gun first. And I would say <laughs> I would not count on a different caliber really quickly. Although we have had a lot of talks about some other caliber options 10 millimeter seems to be a pretty common suggestion so i could see 10 millimeter you know there's already there's already the magazine support for that but one of the one of the things that we may do before another caliber is another magazine system uh you know we've had a lot of people asking about sig mags mags, all that stuff so that that's all that stuff's a possibility i'm not even going to speculate on when that would be but it's on our radar like we understand not everybody's a huge fan of nine mil and we get, you know, year or two of sales under our belts with this gun. I could see us going somewhere. Uh, also five, seven is a really strong contender uh, for, Ooh, for another caliber for this gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that'd, be, that'd, be a, that'd be a good gun right there. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll look into it. The, I mean, without a, a pretty significant redesign. You're not going to see a rifle round in there because yeah. of the grip clearly, yeah. but you know, five, seven is a, that's a, that's a spicy round 10 mil. Yeah. I know. I agree. I, I personally, this is just me talking. This is not trailblazer firearms talking. I don't know why I would go 40 over nine millimeter for the like marginal, like no offense, but it's just that's, not that different. It to the choir, brother. Um, <laughs> And nine mil, you know, there's just so much of it out there. And um, yeah, so other calibers, definitely a possibility, but we're gonna rock the nine millimeter for a while for sure. I think I think forty made its comeback when the ammo shortage hit and forty was the only thing available. Everybody got on the forty kick. 
Because yeah. I still I still don't see a need for it, but yeah, whatever. No, no, not at all. Ten no. for sure. I could even see someone 10. saying forty-five. I was about to say forty-five. It would be one of those two. Fun. You know, I would but go forty-five three. or three eighty before I'd go forty. You're pushing it there, buddy. The the the, 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 the one about here. forty-five is when it we start getting into the we start getting into the two-stamp gun with an integral suppressor stuff like Ooh. that. 45 ACP. That's some other that things we awesome. talked about for down the line. You know, we'll that could be cool. Yeah. yeah. That it could be, be cool. yeah. So there'll be, I would say, before you see other calibers, you might see a suppressor built for this. You might see stuff like that. You know, maybe other magazine modules. Well, it's already a threaded barrel. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it'll ship with that. You could, you could, you, you know, you could make it suppressed on your oh, own yeah. without having it go dude it is it's great to shoot with 147s and a nice long oh, one millimeter can it is quiet flat mm. yeah yeah I bet 380 over 40 nice <laughs> do you remember when we were at the puma shoot and maybe clover was over there i think clover you and i and your dad we were just sitting there hanging out i think clover was a couple bays over it over at one of the suppressor booths and he was shooting six five suppressed, and whatever company that oh. was, Columbia, like it was damn near Hollywood silent. Wasn't that uh, dead air? It was dead, dead air. air. Yeah, probably dead air. Oh yeah, and they had their like, it was nothing. It was awesome. Yeah. Their big thirty cal can right, and they were like, I don't know, seventy five yards away, and you could, I mean, it was you could barely hear that thing cracking, let alone the report. Yeah, that was quiet, man. That was really cool. Yeah, we've got a. I forget which one it is. We got a, a pretty slick dead air in the vault here. Yeah. It, the big 30 cal, you know, the one those 30 cal do it all cans. Yeah. It's it's great. Yeah. I don't know. The 45 on that FN pistol was pretty doggone sweet over there too. Oh yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, we uh we just picked up a, a 45 an FNX 45 uh mm -hmm. for our production manager here. OD green with the with the case oh, that thing is awesome. awesome yes yeah. haven't gotten yeah. to shoot it yet but that's one of those bucket list guns i don't think i've ever met anybody who doesn't want a 45 tactical that, that gun is awesome jeff says 45 acp model will come with a free walker <laughs> i think go. that's pretty funny actually <laughs> um now here's a you guys are all about the innovation and mandatory carry i love them He's a bit weird, but I love him for being weird. But he actually, this is interesting concept. What about using the mag as the grip? It'd be awkward, but it could work. That could be interesting. Yeah, that could be possible. The only problem I could see is if you if you torque a magazine, because most magazines are not super tight in the mag well. If yep. you put some yep. torque on it, it's gonna be seated perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you might get some feeding errors. So that could be a problem. But I don't know, maybe with like a collar that goes on the magazine that you could slip on it, kind of like those grip extensions yeah, yeah, that sure. slide on. Yeah. I think Smith & Wesson has that. Um, if you went with like the 30 round, like, you know, the stick, that could be kind of a cool, you know, grip, yeah. if you will. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, I'm assuming they mean in lieu of the pistol grip, like removing yeah, the pistol I, I think grip. The, Like I said, he's a little different. <laughs> But no, I mean we're talking innovation. I mean, you know, yeah. that's 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 something. Now Mario says five hundred Magnum, please. Um, man, and that, that cool yeah, that's uh, 
I don't know. Can about you that imagine one. putting a 500 mag or a 50 AE through something like that? My, it'd be God. fun. I mean, once use a, once. Put a, yeah, put a desert, make it take Desert Eagle mags, I guess. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kind of interesting. Or uh, what was that? What was that gun at uh, Shot Show? The 44 Auto Mag. The mm-hmm. they're remaking that. That company's remake. Did yeah. you guys check that out? We over there. They're remaking the Dirty Harry gun. That was sexy. Uh, I know Clover was talking about it. Yeah, that thing was awesome. I'm uh, just yeah, over he, here. I'm just over here waiting. I'm hoping by 2024 we have some type of a Trailblazer shotgun. That's what I'm waiting. I know, that's what I he's know. waiting. You, you you got me with that poll before. Um, well, so we've talked about making. We talked about. Don't, don't make try to make him feel better. Don't Here's the thing, though. I, I have to be honest. I think I'm going to give. Hey, you I'll one let now, you Trey. shoot it first this time. No, I, I have yeah. to give you one, Trey. Chris, you were not the first person to bring up a shotgun yes. with us. Yeah, there you actually. go. You're not the first. Okay. So okay. we've talked about. I mean, you know, no promises here. It's not official, but we've we've thrown around the idea of like, you know, making a really cool like really small takedown, like survival shotgun or, and I know stuff like that is out there, but you know, we could put our own spin on it. Uh, I kind of want to do an assault semi-auto shotgun just for fun, like a, a really mm. nice magazine fed, yeah. uh, you know, could, 20 gauge, 410 gauge, something like that. Uh, yeah. We've, we've, we've got some ideas in the shotgun world. And I'm sure at some did, point it'll happen. What if you did something like a folding, like something for, and this is where I'm going with this, and I know it's weird. Um, on the precision rifle, the long grain stuff, there's a lot mm-hmm. of guys that do these uh, sniper challenges where there's a lot of uh, humping and rucking. Yeah. They have to carry everything on their person. What if you did like a base, like a 700 or something, or, you know, name your rifle, whatever, but a folding like 308 or six. Creed or six five point cool. six five Creed that would do that for it'd be obviously you know for a specific reason, but for the guys that want to be able to take that hunting and they can just kind of slap yeah. it up there or whatever and know kind that it's like, safe. I don't know, it's kind so, of weird. Yeah, I mean that's a good idea. I I'm obsessed with the idea of a a, a really minimalist single shot like big bore rifle, you know, 308 Ooh, caliber or something like that. So there's a lot of break, there's a lot of breech loading single shot hunting rifles and shotguns, right? But they only they they breech load just like a shotgun. They don't fold all the way. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you made one that folded all the way in half, made it up real nice and it was just a single shot. You have your scope mounted or however you're going to do it and nice. so you 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 fold it over, yeah. drop your round in there, once you pull it out, it's ready to rock, you know? And it would be, I mean, it would be really short because again, when you're not doing a magazine or a bolt and you do breech loading rifles, they can be 26 inches long. And that's, yep. most hunting rifles are in the thirties, you know, so that's, or more. Gotta have, gotta have integrated shell holders. Yeah. You could stick those like in the butt stock that's, or. That's well, it's just, it's just like in a stock that you have with the mag holder right there. Yeah, it, exactly. Something similar to that. All right. Know? So on this topic, would you guys go. 308, 300 Win Mag, Creedmoor. What what would be the move? I I I, I would say personally, I love the 65 Creed, but if I had to choose one of the three, I love 300 Win. 300 win mag. Badass cartridge. But if you're gonna also sell it to the thing. masses, a three a 30 out six would be great. But for but, the masses, I think you're yeah. probably sell more so 308s than 308. Yeah, is the nine millimeter of the rifle world. There's right, no exactly. doubt about it. 
Like, but I'm I'm still a three hundred win bank fan. Oh something, yeah, something like great. that. If it's gonna be if it's gonna be a big bore, like yeah. Well, but whole, how about that whole thing I just Send it. It's three hundred win mag. If it's a single shot, give me three hundred win mag. Oh I yeah, didn't say single, single shot. Three, perfect. Yeah, like, like Thompson Centerfire, single shot. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Why, why are Why are you not thinking more of like a brush type gun? Why are you thinking more longer range with it? Well, so I I wasn't like really I wasn't thinking legend or something. Yeah, I was gonna say, how about that whole package in blackout? Uh, that would rock. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's and, like the, and threaded and threaded. Yeah, I was gonna say, you guys remember the handy rifle that was mm-hmm. originally made by Advanced Armament Corp? Yep. Uh, yep so yep, just yep. a polymer stock, brake barrel, three hundred blackout threaded yep. gun, just mm-hmm. fun. And they were like, I think they were like two fifty. Now you're hard to find one on Gunbroker for less uh, than like five hundred bucks. I all think. the pig hunters around here bought them yeah. up. Yeah. So it's I don't you know it could you I mean you could have multiple calibers you could have That's any true. caliber really but yeah to me the idea there would be to run a silencer on it make it 300 blackout or 350 legend or bushmaster 44 mag is 44, yeah, mag, 44 mag is super mag. quiet through a can so you could do 44 mag 44 long colt 410 type of deal 70 yeah 45 70 sure. yeah I'd be into that. The 350 Legend. And you know, here's the thing is, is interesting because the 350 Legend of the last couple of years for all the, the cough, cough shit has become really, really popular again. I wonder if it stays popular. You know, so, there's a reason man, why I kind of went away from it. You Dude, know? I, I, I almost built a 350 Legend rifle, uh, like an AR, and I got really into the research. And what I figured out was that the 350 Legend, it really was made for deer hunters in states that only allow straight wall cartridges straight for walls, hunting. Like up yep. in Michigan and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's Ohio, just Supergirl. not a great round. Like even compared to blackout, it's got such a round trajectory. There's, there's just better. And so I eventually was like, there's better choices than this in a state where I don't have to have straight wall, but it's cool. I'm convinced. No. It is cool, but I'm convinced that the reason why it became popular again is kind of like the 40 during the shutdown. It was out there. The 350, yeah. 350 legend was what was no yeah. one was buying anything, so wrong. they had all this ammo, you know. Yeah, I yeah. want one. I just realized if I'm gonna choose one subsonic rifle round, it was yeah. 300 blackout, probably yeah. moving towards 8.6 as that gets more prevalent. We'll see. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, but that, I mean, that's like blackout on steroids, you know, from what I've heard. So, HR uh, is not around anymore. Which made the handy rifles and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, I know. Who who makes single shot stuff in any kind of? I mean, I, I'm, uh, I'm hopefully sitting here, trying, a I'm sitting here trying to think. This <laughs> <laughs> is hopefully me. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I mean that that one, a single shot rifle is. Tops and center fire is the only one that I comes off comes up that I think of. Yeah. I mean, knowing and, that H and R is not around anymore. You know, yeah, thinking, I mean, there's a thinking lot of the 300 blackout, thinking 458. A lot of pig hunters are 458. Into 458 so calm. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like the only thing you'd run into with pig hunters is that don't you have a lot of repeat shots when you're pig hunting? So single shot might they not be a lot no, of no, 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 no. So, so the pig hunters I know that use the handy rifles, they also use dogs. Oh, so okay. Well, their, dogs catch, their dogs catch in bay and then they run up so they don't risk uh, their dogs, right? Okay. And then yeah. and then they walk up, you know, and, and pop them. So no, yeah. I mean one shot I mean, when you're 10, 15 yards, one shot that's, that's true. all you need. And man, in North Carolina, at least where I am in the mountains, deer hunting is a close range affair. And three yeah. in a blackout. Yeah, too, yeah. Like 
the the first year I ever killed was with a bow, and it was from like six yards away. I'm like, right. if I can if I can get this close to a deer on the ground and draw a bow back, if I had a rifle in my hand, it'd be game over. And yeah. I mean, any round would do it at that distance, you know. But yeah. that's what I want. I want a super lightweight single shot subsonic rifle for close range brush deer hunting. <laughs> now, if that's yeah. not specific enough for you, <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna go. Way, I'm gonna go way down the rabbit hole because oh, I know geez. you guys are innovative and you're always thinking outside the box. I couldn't ask this of other companies that are just very vanilla. I can only ask this to people that are willing to look outside okay. the box. All right. Here's what I want to see eventually. I want to see a working replica of Chewbacca's crossbow rifle. Oh man. That would be awesome. I'm working on it, man. I'm working on so, it. I've never figured out. Glover's <laughs> got it. He's got to figure it out. It'd be, a, it'd be a single shot, but it would look like the crossbow, but it would shoot yeah. whatever you're going to put into it. Yeah. I'm. That's what I want to oh, see man. before my life is over, is a working crossbow I mean, a, a, a one-off of that would be doable. You know, 3D printer yeah. and a hack up an old Remington 700. Yeah. Can you imagine how many you would sell if you did come out with oh, something yeah. like that? Especially I've got a bolt. A, what is it? A bolt 20 gauge I've got? That yeah. Is, I'm working on that project now. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you seen, have you guys ever seen the uh, AK-50? It was on, I think it was on a Grand Thumb video oh, crossover. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. AK guy built a 50 cal. On it. Yeah. Yeah. Out of AK 47 parts. <laughs> that was terrifying. Yep. We yep. might not ever see Brandon again if he actually tries no, to shoot. Yeah. He, 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 last time, so, last, the last round, he had all that tripod set up and it yeah. cycled. So he's, he's getting there. So yeah, there's, okay. your brush, yeah, there's your brush gun. Just there you go. Throw the brush. Good lord. Perfect. 16 Imagine. inch barrel. Why not? You know? Yep. Oh, yeah. Might as well. No, no break. Set Just... the woods on fire, you know? Yeah. No, thank you. Sit your shoulder on fire because it's it shattered into two pieces. That's okay. What's there shoulder? you go. Yeah. Good, good lord. Time. You know, you can fire a Once. 50 BMG in a shotgun, right? Just saying. Shotguns on all. Well, I've heard. You can shoot a lot of stuff in a shotgun, but why would you? Yeah. 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 They have those uh, uh you can fire, fire a shotgun. Inserts. I don't know if you can shoot it accurately again well, That's that's oh fair. there's no way you can shoot it accurately because it's yeah, no. no it just way. explodes. The bores are a quarter inch larger than the <laughs> diameter of the fifty, so even mandatory curiously. See, there's some lines even I wouldn't cross. <laughs> <laughs> See? Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, We're trying to oh, go down all avenues, trying to figure it all out right here tonight. Yeah. Needless to say, guys, and I can tell you, and Clover can tell you, there are products, there are things that they don't stop just because they're working on the pivot right now, trying to get that out to the production and to uh, the public. Doesn't mean that this is where they stop. They're they're a young company. They're they're pushing more. There are products that you will see that we can't talk about, but there are other products coming down the line from trailblazer that you'll see within the next, what say year, year and a half, hopefully maybe that's the target. Um, yeah. Yeah. Everything we've talked about has been like wild speculation tonight, but we do have an actual project that's pipeline yes. right now that we're working on. So yeah, that right. Hopefully at least by next shot show, if not sooner, we'll, we'll, we'll see that. 
and yeah. You know, there is something we're talking about range day. And I know it's crazy expensive, but I tell you that a trend that has happened in the last few years and TJ and Clover both know this um, partnering up with other companies yeah. and saying, we're yeah. going to split like an, an, an ammo company or whatever and saying, Hey, let's share a booth. You know, you'll get your ammo shot. I'll bring yeah. my firearms and let's we're, share a booth. There's a lot of, th- there, there's a lot of people that might be interested in doing that. We are actually, we're uh, participating in one of those in our area. There's a, there's a big shooting range called big Ivy guns here in Marshall, North Carolina or near, near Asheville, but they're doing a mini, like a mini knob Creek, like a machine gun shoot up oh, there. Wow. So That's fun. we're, we're going to be up there with the pivot. This is like in August. Um, I think rugged suppressor is supposed to be out there. Microtech knives, which both of those companies are located really close to here. Uh, there's Microtech's some 20, in North Carolina. Yeah, man, they're like they're like that. ten minutes away from our our factory. Yeah, and rugged is like maybe an hour down the road. Microtech, by the way. Yeah, Microtech is awesome. Uh, so yeah, they're we're we're participating in a range event that's like a you know they're gonna have machine gun rentals out there, demos of rugged cans, our stuff should be cool. And it you know it's regional, but yeah, we're we're always thinking about collaborating coming up with ways to collaborate and it's hard for people to travel and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, for anybody who's within a few hours of the smoky mountains, that would be a cool thing to do this summer. In August, that might be something you got to talk to Jeff about TJ. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was, that was my thought. Yeah. When you mentioned us coming out there, I was going to say it, it might make more sense if you came to this event. (laughs) Make it easier on us. At he, least. Might, he might not. He might not know about the event. So I'm Probably sure he not. doesn't. It's it's being planned right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but there's like you said. Well, I didn't even think about that. But if you could go and find like a suppressor company and an mm-hmm. ammo company and say, yeah. okay, the three of us would love to go to Range Day at Shot, but we're not going to be spend spend the ten or twelve, fifteen thousand oh, dollars. Split it up. Yeah. Yeah. Then you get an ammo company that's going to get their ammo shot the hell out of at that range booth. A suppressor company attached to your firearm. Now you've got all three, and they're splitting that cost where that might get make it manageable. That could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, even an optic company. Even an optic. There you go. So there's right. ways. But I, I think that I know you guys will probably be back at shot, but I think that uh, I think it'd be – I think there'd be a lot of people that would love to get their hands and try it out. I, I, I think it's one of those things and, and TJ and Clover both know what I mean. And this is not, uh, this is not by any means, uh, you know how I love your, your, your stuff, but uh, a knock, but I think there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be skeptical until they try it. And then they like, Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. This is yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. That's oh, true. there you yeah. go. He That's just why, said, we'll supply this the cleaning supplies. Oh, yeah, we're, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if your audience is into NRA show, but we will be exhibiting it there. And, you know, that's a chance for a lot of consumers to look at it in person. Obviously, you're not going to be shooting it, but that's uh, coming up, man. It's like like five weeks. Yep. Those um, hey, hey, so what going. you can do. Here's me, what you it's do. World Day weekend. That's like the worst weekend at my work that I could have. Is the freaking NRA plans a damn thing? I'm bringing, I'm bringing, I'm bringing Crystal with me. Weekend. So here's what I need Spencer to do, right? 
bring a firing pin, put it in your pocket, or just leave it in the hotel room, right? I like where this is going. Hotel room. Once NRA's over, I'll take one of them home. Give me the firing oh. pin. We can put, <laughs> you can put it in there for me in the parking lot, and I'll just go ahead and take it on home with me. Man. We uh, <laughs> we did throw out the idea of of trying to put together like our own private range day, bookending the NRA show. I, I haven't yep. looked into it yet. I don't know. There's Honestly, plenty of ranges around there. I promise you that. Yeah, I know. And we got, I mean, there's a bunch of life car dealers in the Houston area. I'm sure we could figure it out. It may be too last notice, but or too well, even if notice, it's but. one of those gun shops that sell the life card and all that, that have their own range, even if it's yeah, only a one or two mean, day yeah. range, that'd be perfect. You know, so yeah. TJ, you're going right. Yep. So regardless, we need to go eat or something one evening. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. They Definitely. skipped out. They skipped so, out. Well, the, you so skipped out not, on the on the yeah, show. So, yeah, right? We had a blast I, I, yeah, I, with the EA. We had guys. a. We, you guys left that night from Poma and didn't go to eat dinner with us. Yeah, they we had home. an absolute blast that night. Oh uh, yeah, with the EAA guys, Gerson, EAA guys. Awesome. Well, I spent a good couple hours sitting in traffic in Atlanta that evening. That was fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, He lives in Melbourne. I can just go over and meet him at his house, and we can have dinner. Go fishing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, Florida's you, great you for guys out here. Yeah. Yep. Not as, good as, cool. not as good as Arkansas. No. Florida is AR Kansas. Kansas. have guns here. AR Kansas. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, Florida has been a, 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 as we call Arkansas. Like we call it tactical I, Kansas. I live in a tactical Kansas. That's you do. Amazing. You do. You got name. Florida has been one of the strongest states for lifeguards. Like, really? Yeah. Yep. Florida is That's up awesome. there. Texas is up there. Arizona. Um, yeah. Step up Very your cool. game tray over there, Air Kansas. Come on now. Tell your people, lifeguard. Just throw in the truck. Keep it in the glove yeah, box. Like three years you ago, there, there forever. And never have to use it. Or- there, there was, there was a bunch of. That's the first time I saw it was at the my local range in my small town, Arkansas. Um, really. We had a bunch of them here there back in like 2019. It was the first time I remember seeing them. Like, man, there's like we had, a bunch we had a of bunch, We had a bunch come in at, uh, where was it? Uh, Beachside Pond came in. And they're all like, you know, they're all knocking it. Like, check this thing out. I was like, whatever. I was like, throw it in the back for me. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, dude, that's awesome. Just, I said, you can keep it anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. And I said, like an emergency, Let you know. Well, I mean, I know yes. you're talking about, you're talking about survival, which survival is awesome. But I mean, last ditch effort. You yeah. know, you're you're being drug out of your car and it's in your door your door panel. Exactly. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that. Like, you know, you get thrown in the trunk of a car when they yeah. open that trunk up. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Night, you know. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's a that's a good comment from right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Retirees, they want protection. Don't want to lug around. Papa Carey is considering one. There you go. Yeah. I like that. And Gary's got one in uh, the 22. Yeah, it's kind of like the, you know, like James Bond, just having a little something stashed away in a desk or something, you know, where no one's expecting it. So was a 22 mag the first thought or a 22 LR? Which one was it originally? No, 22 LR. Yeah. LR was the cartridge. 22 mag, believe it or not, is like kind of an engineering nightmare because it's a really <laughs> high pressure round yeah. and especially for that small yeah. yeah and it has a different headspace than 22 long like a different sammy spec than long rifle and it has 
uh, just it requires more force to detonate right. it. It's I was just kind say, of a different it's gotta, game. It's got to hit harder. I know that. Yeah. So it has a different weight mainspring in it. Um, for a while, we were tuning the strikers a little bit for those until we figured out the right geometry of the the actual strike face, the mainspring, all that stuff. But yeah, a lot of people swear by twenty two magnum. It's a. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. You get really tired of test firing those when you shoot like a couple hundred of them in a row. From, from that platform, I bet you that is uh, that is interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah I can yeah. see that. A couple um, times at the range, it's fun, but after you're like 500th one in a day, that's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, before I before we start kind of sweeping the floor and all, I do want to go into Spencer and say. Uh, we'll, we'll let, we'll give you some time to talk about where they can find you and all that, but anything else that you want to bring up that we might not have covered about the fam, uh, the family, the, the, the projects, the company, anything that you want to bring up before we start kind of uh, sweeping the floor. Um, yeah, man, just to mention like some of the, the high points that we always talk about with the company, we are, like you said, a small young company. We're like veteran owned. A lot of like half of our staff is veteran. We're, in the mountains of North Carolina or North Carolina, our stuff is made in the USA. You know, we take a lot of pride in it. Obviously it's, it's kind of a family company, pretty small, me, my dad, my brother, some childhood friends. And then, you know, we're starting to grow from there, but it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a cool, I think it's a cool story, you know? And um, yeah, the product family, like you said, we are a young company. We like to innovate. We're just getting started. And we've got plans for a couple other platforms, iterations on the platforms we already have, that kind of thing. And yeah, we're just looking forward to the future. Like this industry, like the people we meet in this industry. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think I think we covered the pivot a good bit, right? I don't I don't think I'm yeah. leaving anything that we were trying to get to. Everything that I was going to get to, I've got. Like I said, that's why I want to kind of give you something that, you know, I had the stuff that, like, I was wanting yeah. to know or we've discussed in, in previous conversations and all that. But, yeah. like I said, this one, I want to make sure that I'm not missing something. Um, TJ, before uh, we get out of here, do you have any other questions or comments for Spencer? And then also tell people what you're working on project-wise. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, like I said, I got, I got to, to look at it. I didn't get to fire it, so I'm anxious to uh, to fire it. I'll be at it. I'll be at NRA as well, so maybe we can clover if Clover gets his hands on ones with a firing pin. Maybe we can figure something uh -huh. out. <laughs> he just laughed. I love it. He just oh, <laughs> he just laughed. Uh, I'd be willing to bet that there's There'll a be... range that someone knows that maybe you could guys yeah. can sleep. In the I team. mean, yeah, yeah. There's always people willing to you know. Oh, you want to do a demo here? Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah. No, other than that, uh, you know, I was just yeah, I wanted to check in. Like I said, I, I just got to look at it. I never get the fire it. I I worked the mechanism, and I was like, uh, you know, Jeff was like, eh, it's too much, too much to do. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll take a look at it and see. And uh, mm. you know, like I said, it's neat. Innovation. We're always you know fans of innovation. Anything yeah. different? Any 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 kind of we you know working around rules or sneaking around rules or whatever. It's awesome. But like I said, just you know keeping something compact, staying within the confines of their rules that we have set yeah you know another thing I, I never thought about just till now um because there are a lot of people that travel a lot through motorcycle and with the backpack that could be an awesome little thing to put on a backpack and, and have that as a, a yeah. weapon for the cross country motorcycle yeah. guys just thought about we, that we've talked a lot about 
making saddlebags for motorcycles or even horses. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to put one of these on a horse personally. That'd be awesome. But yeah, the motorcycle saddlebag, it'd, it'd be great. It'd be a good That'd fit awesome. for sure. Yeah. Now, Jeff says you should check out the primary arms event before NRA. All right. We'll check it out. Yeah, it's I'm Thursday. Looking for, yeah, looking for something to do, and we'll be out there. They should have a, they should have a, I mean, they usually do, it's, it's a smaller event, but they always, you know, they have a lot going on. So there's, there's quite a few brands there last year. So All right. That well. was neat. Um, other than that, yeah, I got, um, I got the, uh, the new saltwater arms, uh, Barracuda that just showed yeah, up. Cool. That thing is cool. That thing is sexy. I had never heard of it until you were talking about it. Cause I was like, I had looked it up and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh Yeah. So that showed up and I'm finishing finishing up the, uh, the A-Rex, uh, Delta L. Gen yep. 2 that I got. That one's going to be finished. The BRG 9 Elite is going to be done here shortly. And then the uh, Wolfpack, Wolfpack Armory uh, CSR 556 will be done. I'm knocking them all out here. Trying to get them all done before NRA. That's my goal. Yeah, because you're going to have a whole bunch more coming after NRA to review, I'm sure. So, so. This year's going to be uh, busy. This year's going to be a busy, busy year. It's not a bad thing. It's just... going to be blowing up, man. Yep, absolutely, for sure. Um, Clove, we'll bring you in. Any questions, uh, comments, or anything about Trailblazer? I know you had them on your podcast before, um, but anything else? And then tell people what some of the. I, mean, I don't know if you're doing anything, but if you were to do something on your channel, like what would that be? Is like some fudge <laughs> shit that I'd get a, a rash with, or what? Like shotguns, revolvers? Woohoo! Yeah, right. Well, I actually played around. I saw him right. shoot a semi-auto today or the other yeah. day. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I shot. I got some steel out on the range. Did a little video with that that dropped earlier. And I was shooting that BRG-9 and then the... Uh, after you found it. 1911. After I found it. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> took, took, took a minute or two. Yeah. More, this guy loses God. more guns than I own. <laughs> where did I put that? I don't know where that one's at. Where's it at? Yeah. yeah. I get a text about three minutes like, oh, I found it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Just try to catch up on uh, content and stuff before NRA because, you know, we'll have more things coming out of that, I'm sure. Yep, yep. Wish I could be there. Um, when you guys are down there, I'm sure y'all will get together, maybe have dinner or whatever. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Y'all have fun. I'll figure it out. I'll, make, I'll, I'll get us all together. Not all of us, but uh, be nice. well, well, I can just imagine the the uh, finger talk with TJ in the mix. That's going to be between TJ and Paul. That's going to be hilarious. Come on! So you got to make sure, yeah, you got to make sure Paul goes because that and, and please videotape that. That would be epic. Yeah, we could do that yeah. for you. Yeah, appreciate. Or that. you could just if we go out to eat, you could like Skype. We could Facetime, yeah. and Skype it. There we go. Put you in the corner. Could we not? I mean, technically, <laughs> technically we could. Yeah, that would be. I mean, I'm on my phone tonight, so I mean, you can do it. Right. We have the there technology. I just can't. I, I'm so pissed. At NRA just so pissed they put on Memorial Day weekend. It just it doesn't make sense. It Rooms doesn't. are so cheap now too. It's fantastic. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Spence, for coming on. I want to give you a few minutes, and I want to be posting links to and all that stuff to your website and all that. Uh, tell uh, tell people where they can find you. Um, 
on social media or whatever and while you're doing that, i'm yeah, trying absolutely. to put some links out there uh, uh yeah so yeah the website where you can enter to win a pivot this spring in the spring gun giveaway and also find out information about the life card the pivot a little bit about our company there's customer service phone number on that all that kind of stuff yeah you just linked it as trailblazerfirearms.com we are on instagram facebook youtube as trailblazer firearms we did get banned off tiktok so you won't find us on there but oh, uh what'd you do <laughs> oh just we just made videos about life cards and they yeah, popped off and they got banned um but yeah trailblazer firearms on instagram facebook youtube and the website i'm putting the uh the last link up there i put the and um I'm gonna do the Facebook, I guess, is the last one I gotta put yeah, out there. Nuked off the TikTok, jeez. Yeah, a while ago too. It probably you know, I've never been on TikTok, which is crazy. Jeff, Jeff was actually talking to uh, his daughter when, he, try, when he was down here. He's like, "Hey, what, you need to set us up on on the TikTok." Oh, I'm not like insane. Knocking it. I'm not, I'm not knocking it because I'm already addicted to like Instagram Reels and right. YouTube Shorts. I don't yeah. need another thing that I can like I, the other night I was doing uh, like YouTube shorts and I got down that rabbit hole. I looked up and it was like one 30 in the morning. I'm like, Oh what my happens? God. You're like, I have <laughs> I a job. Jesus. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not, not, I just, I, I don't need another addiction. We're so not, we're not um, on that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, TikTok is interesting with guns. Cause they're yeah. you know, obviously, Chinese company. Now I kind of want to get on so we can get kicked off. Just so I can say we've been kicked off. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then we can make a video saying, oh, they're coming after us. And a lot of people use that as drama. So I was doing a dance in my Speedo with my AR 15 on my back or something. (laughs) (laughs) I could have gone all night without seeing that mental. I know. See? You should make that as an Instagram reel, though. That would pop. For sure. Now, only if you wear your speedos with your wing foot, uh, your wing tips. My wing tips. What Spencer doesn't know is, even if it's muddy, if it's a range day, whatever, he wears wing tips. They look brand new, Jay. Or Trey. I like that. Brand new. Boots are like you're like Oxford no, cut. I bought like, so I, I brought I brought Vans. So we're at the the gathering, and it is red clay. Yeah. It's my vans would have my vans would have been ruined. My yeah, Olakai's would have been ruined. You can't stay in the vans, man. I get no, that. No ruined. You're not getting red clay out of that well, stuff. You, so I was like, I wear the wing tips. Leather. leather is already red brown. If you're gonna walk in red clay, it's perfect. You know, I'm with you. See, see, don't knock me. I get it. I don't want to have to buy a new pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! All right, for, the, for those we're 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 over the two hour mark, which is crazy. So all of the people that are still here with us after two hours, God bless you. I will not be refunding your time or your money. You, this is two hours. You are never getting back. The only people that are crazier than that are the people that have lasted this long in replay or in podcast form. God bless you all. Y'all are just freaks of nature. It is what it is. Um, yeah. I want to thank Spencer for coming on. Um, obviously, TJ Clover, thanks for coming on as well. Guys, if you're watching this in replay uh, or listening in podcasts, the conversation doesn't have to end. Go ahead and leave comments down below. If you have any questions for myself, Spencer, Clover, or TJ, 
put those questions in the comments and I'll make sure that whoever needs to get those questions, get them. So just because you're not live doesn't mean you can't be involved in the conversation. So go ahead and, and do that. Um, go check out trailblazerfirearms.com. You can get from there. You can get links to all their other social media. Um, but go to that website because there is a really cool giveaway with the pivot and all of that. Is it pivot or lifeguard? No, the pivot. Yeah. The pivot. Mm -hmm. uh, a really cool giveaway that ends uh, in the next month or so. So um, 40 days, I think you said. Yeah, I think days? May 30th is the last day. It's like maybe that's the day, at, the Monday after NRA. Yeah, we'll be right. running it at NRA on the floor too. So chance to end Oh, there. really? Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah that'll be a, that'll be a real cool thing is you'll get a lot of traffic at NRA and, and mm -hmm. um, be kind of cool. So yeah, go check out Trailblazer of Fires. Go check out Gear Report. Uh, me, Clover, and TJ all write for Gear Report. It's a it's a great platform. It's not just doing firearms. So we've got stuff all across the spectrum of of weirdness. Um, so um, yeah, go check those out. TJ's doing a great job. Um, he is the director of food and of snacks and beverages, and he does phenomenal yep. that job. Um, he's actually got an official business card that says that now. So I do. Um, I'm afraid of just going to put down my title when he gives. Uh, he's for, he's got that stupid. He's got that printer now, so he's going to he's going to lay this, all insane. kinds of stuff, dude. I can. I don't even want to know what he's going to put on mine, but um, it is what it is. And go check out King Fud. I mean, if you're going to go check out, if you like Fud shit, uh, like shotguns, revolvers, lever action rifles, and just wearing yellow glasses i don't know go check out king foot over at clover tack um he's got a little channel over there and he's you know he's <laughs> whatever i mean if you want to go waste some time i guess you can go watch clover tack shit uh but no go check out clover go check out gear report gear-report.com mm -hmm. um, and obviously go check out trailblazer firearms guys it's been real it's been awesome it has been real awesome you do not have to go home but you got to get the hell out of here. Simplify.